So anybody buy last night, today? Anybody buy? Uh, I did a little rune trading. A little what? I bought rune. some Bitcoin. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. That well, was smart. Rune, yeah. rune. I, had, I had an order in for rune, so I picked up some rune at 70 cents. Uh, and then I bought Ethereum back a little too early. I bought back at like 529, I think it was. Um, I'd sold at like 620 or 15 or something like that. So Ethereum is at um, 511 now. Yep. And Bitcoin is uh, a little bit sub 17, I believe. Yeah, Ethereum tested, I think, like 485 on the spike because I was just like a close under, what was the number, 510. Then I was like 485 will get tested. And if it doesn't hold 485, then we're basically giving back the entire November move. So far, yeah. it's held. So that's yeah. good. Anybody buy Leo? Nope. Uh, I mean, I did before the a day before the dump. I flipped a bunch of Ethereum into Rap Leo back when uh, we had the two cent arbitrage. But I figured I would just hold the, the Rap Leo and wait for it to get up to twenty seven cents, which didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I mean, it would be interesting to know what you traded for in ETH terms. Well, I did the math. I thought about flipping back out when ETH dropped to see, like, if I did make a small uh, arbitrage profit. If I was to turn it, I would have made a, I mean, I would have made enough extra Ethereum to equate to $8 and 50 cents. <laughs> so so I just got to, you know, 20 X that. In ETH terms. Yeah. But yeah, it was up in uh, ETH terms and not in, cause everything's down in dollar terms. So. Yeah. So like it worked out to literally like 0. 0.0 something like one eight ETH profit or something. <laughs> which literally worked out to like $8 and change. So do you guys think we'll, we'll see a little bit more downside before, you know, it can, continues to make its way up? I way think up so. Up. Okay. Yeah, my, my number is, um, I, will, I, I probably won't have any choice but to buy more Bitcoin if it gets to, um, I'm looking at the 15, 15, 5, uh, 16, um, thousand level. And, I, and that's, that's kind of like oh, yeah. my weekly, weekly demand. It already hit, uh, it tapped 16.2. 16 yeah, 16.2, yep. So there's that. I'm looking at the next level lower. Um, so below that, you know, trading zone that was back in the beginning of November, looking back to the end of October, down in the 13 and 14. 13, 14. Uh, there's a, oh man, I'm pissed if I can't find it. Now it's gone. There's an article I want to share with you guys I was reading earlier um, in regards to the IMF Um OG Gerber. There's uh, apparently the IMF is the undercover uh, organization, so to speak, in terms of if something else is ever going to become the reserve currency. We're always looking at other countries' fiats, and the IMF has actually got the best scenario where that could happen. And apparently, they have a digital currency now as well. I the SDRs. Yeah. IMF. I honestly, like, yeah, the inter uh, International Monetary yeah, Fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you look at it, it actually makes a ton of sense for that to be the global currency because it's it's tied to a basket of currencies. It's not, you know, dictated by a single country. Like, it actually is pretty genius. I mean, I, I, that would be bad news for the U.S., but it's sort of genius. Well, why why would the U.S. go along with it? They wouldn't. We'll start a war we'd start a world war before. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Because we're, that rabbit hole is so deep that if the U.S. loses reserve currency, like, I don't even know what would happen to our economy. It would implode. Yeah, right? pretty much. 
Oh, no, yeah. no, it's, you mean it's going to implode. I got to find it. Well, eventually, yes. Everything everything comes, breaks eventually. Yes, but, at some uh, point when crypto takes over. You know, pe people don't understand the degree to which uh, the, the monetary inflation that normally would cause, you know, price inflation is being, you know, uh, put into asset markets and put into foreign markets. And, uh, you know, if all, if all that came home in that, you know, we couldn't export inflation, then and, and, you know, things would and that, just be destroyed. And that's how it's going to implode, right? You know, at some point, the, the, uh, the bondholders, you know, China and whoever else is going to say, you know what, I had enough of your, your stuff, U.S., here, here, here! It's all back, right? So then you're gonna have this excess of dollars, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and you know that's gonna be the the, the catalyst. Um, so going back to the IMF for a minute, you said they have the, there's the STR. Is that yeah, I just dropped uh, the article link into the chat. I saw okay. it was on Yahoo Finance. It was super interesting, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, is that something you can purchase though? The coin? No, it's only for countries. Oh, okay, got you. Okay, got you. It was super interesting because then like the article said, like, you know, in the end, you know, um, a digital currency or, uh, or crypto type currency would make more sense. And it turns out, I guess the IMF like has one with their relationship with whoever the heck it was. I don't remember the, all the exact details of the article, but yeah. like I said, I dropped the link in chat. Um, it was a very interesting read. How is that different from um, SWIFT, the U.S. controls SWIFT? Well, SWIFT is just a processing network. Okay, okay. So, is the IMF using SWIFT? Probably. Hmm. What this what what this is talking about is is so special drawing rights are the basket of currencies that back this you know quasi uh, asset that that the IMF has. This has been a conspiracy theory for a long time that the IMF was pushing towards this, um, but now apparently they have a blockchain version. <laughs> Perfect. So, so, you know, instead of a central bank digital currency, it'll be a, uh, a central monetary fund digital currency. All I'm saying is I want to find out who was repping the U.S. in 1944 at that fucking Bretton Woods what? conference because they are the greatest salesmen <laughs> of the world. They got, what is it, 45, 44 other nations to agree that the U.S. will be the world reserve currency. Like, how do you even pull that off? Oh, it was super easy. You know, they were all destroyed. In World oh, War II. well, there you go. U.S. was the only one left standing. Ah, so. that makes sense. Yeah, because it was after the world. It was after what? World War II. War, it, was it was right at the end. Yeah. And then, and then, thirty years later, the U.S. really gave the rest of the world a screw, and Nixon took it off the gold standard and basically said, <laughs> "Yep, we can just do whatever the fuck we want now." Yeah. It's funny. Too, like, you think about that, like people think about Richard Nixon. Obviously, usually negative connotations, and he's like the one that essentially triggered that or you know pushed that policy. And it's like, oh yeah, that makes us seem like a country of integrity. <laughs> it's like our basically our most like you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not vilified, but you know something to that extent. President in U.S. history is the one that essentially took us off the gold standard and had the U S give the rest of the world a big, big middle finger when it comes to, uh, finances. Yep. You know, back when I was having my, my financial and political awakening of all this kind of stuff, I went through the, the history of the dollar and we're on like the fifth or sixth version of the U S dollar. Oh, so, wow. but, uh, but they keep the same name. So it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. So that means a change is imminent. <laughs>
Maybe. Well, they, they, they said, um, I think uh, it goes into, it goes in 50 year cycles that there's a dominant currency. And um, I think present time is, is, the, is it's, we're nearing, or if we're at that 50 year point for the US dollar. So something else is going to come into play. It could be. So, uh, well, I bought some Leo. Um, I think I bought it at 22 cents. And nice. um, it was very, very cool. I don't think I would have known uh, about the uh, W Leo on Trading View if it wasn't for your uh, your post. So that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, I can't wait till we get some more data because uh, I mean, li- literally, literally now you can you can actually day trade it. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Not that I not that I would be doing it, but I think now. I think we're uh, gonna we're a ways uh, away from having enough volume and volatility. That's a good point too. That's a good point too. So so at least at least so at least you can um how about how about swing. swing trade? Yeah yeah yeah. Okay, that's yeah. better. Yeah, you can definitely swing trade it. You can swing trade it, right? Well, you know, you know I, I was looking at my at my liquidity pool status, and uh, even with the drop, I'm still up eleven percent. So awesome. Actually, I have to look at my liquidity. Anything about that? I mean, it's all relative too, because you know, it's like, for instance, I like I said, I flipped Ethereum into into Wrap Leo. It's like, well, both went down, so it's like, really, potato potato. So here's a question for you guys that I don't know in regarding the the LP. So say if more people come into the market and they buy uh, Leo, right? If I want to then be even again with my Ethereum, I have to add more uh, W Leo. I mean, how does that work? Like, like, is it up to me to decide um, whether how how lopsided I want my my portion of the of the pool to be? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? No, nope. everything's fifty fifty automatically. Oh, okay, okay. Um, unless, right? Unless um, there's a huge imbalance between. No, no, no. Okay, to your point, it's going to be equal. It's just a different value, value, right? Right. Okay. Got it. So, so what you're telling me is that um, I don't have to worry. I don't look at the pool. I don't. I don't have to worry about an imbalance between my equal shares because it's based on a dollar. It's based on dollar terms. Um, well, it's based on yeah. I mean, if you call it dollar terms. Okay. Hey, uh, Neil, yep. is your uh, LP uh, actually positive Rap Leo? Uh, no. So I am, I'm up 0.1 Ethereum and down 258 Rep Leo. I am actually, and it surprises me because, you know, the, in, in version 1.0, I was always, you know, from the moment we launched less Leo and I am, I, and I've been plus 20 Leo for almost the whole time, but yeah, I have 856 more Leo, um, Rap Leo than, than I, I, I LP'd. Um, and a little less Ethereum, surprisingly. So I guess, I don't know, I guess when people are buying uh, Ethereum, I'm getting their rap Leo, I don't know. <laughs> Just, so what, you know, the, the time you entered, I think, is, is the main thing. Yeah. So, so what is the assessment, Cal? Like, what, what um, um, is, is it safe to say that the, the market cap was just rising because of both, both were rising? Right, we're not we're not necessarily seeing. Pretty much, the pool is kind of like even between uh, W Leo and Ethereum at the moment. And then maybe, um, and then maybe as well, we the, start the getting listed been, again. 
Yeah, so the the pool's been rising um, partially for people adding liquidity and then also for uh, the prices going up. Okay, yeah, so that was my question. As, that was my question. Okay. Yeah, so if ETH and WLEO are going up, then the pool value is going to increase. Right. Uh, so the, the liquidity got up to, uh, what was the high? It got up to 523,000. That was the high. Okay, okay. Um, and now it's at 450. So, okay. And it's no one, I don't think anyone's removed liquidity since the all-time high. Gotcha. So that's basically just value decreasing. Got it. Uh, yep. From Got the crypto it. market. Got so. it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think, uh, you know, from my perspective, if uh, Ethereum's going to get to a conservative level of 4,000, I think I did the math. Um, I forgot what I said that. Oh, I think it was uh, WLEO getting to. Um, this is minus all the projects going on. I think uh, if you, I guess if you just do a, a ratio, you know, you're looking at $2 and change. Um, close to two fifty, maybe three dollars. Um, now, when when Ethereum gets to four K, I don't I don't know. Um, some say it can get to that four K mark, and during this, if 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 uh, Bitcoin's getting to one hundred K, then maybe maybe Ethereum gets to four K. You know, by December, I don't I don't know. You know, so being optimistically, worst case is so Leo gets to two fifty without without not including all the projects taking place, but we get to two fifty by um, next. Uh, next december so that's that's what i'm looking at so you're saying i'm you're saying 250 bitcoin by next december i'm saying uh, no i'm saying 100 100 000, uh btc okay um potentially uh ethereum gets to uh um four four thousand potentially okay um based on their their projects and with everything that they got going on right if if this uh ether 2.0 takes off and based on if that happens then i'm saying um Leo goes 10x, which gives you that that like that two fifty two thousand fifty cents um, target range, um, and it's outside of all the all the projects taking place within the ecosystem. So conservatively, I'm, I'm, if if all goes well, or if if everyone says where Bitcoin is heading, and it's going to rise all all boats, then you know I'm saying okay. For me, it makes sense that Leo gets to uh, two thousand fifty cents if Bitcoin gets to hundred uh, k. This, this is minus minus any initiatives taking place. Uh, obviously, the initiatives only help that that price even go higher. So what I'm saying is that um, if I wanted to take any profits or you know um, cover any any initial investment, I'm not doing it until uh, Leo is uh, um, higher than two dollars. You know, for me, it doesn't make sense to sell. Um, now I know there's probably going to be a lot of folks selling. <laughs> we get to right because they want to, you know, maybe they they're in it for the for the. I don't know. They they don't have the long game like I'm thinking. So I anticipate folks selling some, um, you know, thirty cents, forty cents, right? Sure. But hopefully by but hopefully by that time there'll be more buyers to just absorb that those those sell orders. So, you know. So that's my take on things, and obviously you know we're we're, we're on CoinGecko, right? And uh, and as we get on to these others, then that's just going to bring in the the buyers. So it's a self-healing process. I'm not concerned. Like I said, I bought more yesterday. And, um, you know, we dip again. Bitcoin dips again. I'm going to buy more Leo. Yeah. I like, the, I like the asymmetric uh, upside idea there. Of what, Leo? Yeah. 
that's one of the best reasons to invest in it. Yeah, because I mean, bottom line, Roland's going to be your support. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, I mean, and in the end, it's probably a lot easier for the price of Leo to forex than it is the price of Bitcoin. I agree with that. I agree with that. I agree with that based on the projects. Yep, I agree with that. Totally agree. Or even you know Ethereum. I mean, speaking of Bitcoin, if it wasn't for the fact that there's a finite supply that we're not far off from hitting in a way. I mean, yeah, it's going to last a while, but the amount that's still going to be out there is minuscule, so to speak, in the, in the later years. Um, that's for me, like the sole reason I am super bullish on Bitcoin is literally because of the finite supply and because it's the name brand and because it's like, well, you got to buy it from somebody and people are going to, end up holding with tighter hands, I think, as it goes higher in price um, because they're going to see the riches uh, out in the distance. But on the flip side, the more I look at the Bitcoin chart and I look at the history of the price action, the more I feel like there's a good chance that we don't crack 20 for a little little stretch that's going to be longer than people maybe anticipate. I wouldn't be surprised if this 19 and change high we just put in is the high for uh, a little while. Okay, so I got two bets. Um, one is Neil, right? You think it's, I'm saying it's no, it's not going to get to that 14 level that you're looking at or whatever. And and Mitch, I'm saying no, we're going to crack 20 before you before you know it. So what's I your- agree. all that takes is one FOMO run for a few weeks into Christmas and I'm with you, but I'm looking at prior moves and uh-huh. I'm looking at the that first hard dip and what it looked like. And I would not be surprised if we see a bounce and it puts in a top like lower than 19, right? If that happens, yeah, 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 yeah. we're not going to see, we're not going to crack 20 K for who knows three, six months. Yeah. Valid, valid point. But you know what? My, my, my thing is, you know what? Grayscale is going to continue to eat away at, at the exchanges. I agree. You know? And so, um, and we me, may very well spike through it real quick and then come back down and I could lose that bet if I say no, you know, 20 plus K, but yeah. I just, I don't know my, my gut more and more as I look at these charts, I feel like Bitcoin is going to actually drive a bunch of people nuts and we might bounce around the 19 to 15 area for months on end. Here's the issue, which retail doesn't understand. The smart money was praying for this. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, like I said, as I told my son, I said, buy, this is where you buy, right? You know, so to your point, I think most retailers are saying, oh, uh, let me get out or, oh, but this is, this is what dreams are made of. Rollin. This is the perfect opportunity for your son. You should tell him, listen, get <laughs> the Audi, buy yourself a hoopty, buy yourself a 2005 Nissan Sentra awesome. for awesome like 2500 you know, and put the rest point. in Bitcoin. That's, that's a great point. I am mean, going to propose that to him. He's got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Worst that happens is he, he loses the money and Bitcoin he, goes to zero. And he won't buy it. On, he's not going to bite on it, but I, oh, I, I, know. Like, I like it. I like it's it though. Genius though, right? Yeah, like if I, like I, I it. wish. Well, I mean, shit. I didn't matter. I was driving driving a hoopty at that age, regardless, because that's all I could afford. But I wish someone came to me at twenty one and said that. Yeah, no, I like I like it. You know, uh, I don't. Maybe it's just me, but I don't see this this dip we're having yesterday and and today as being significant in any it's way. Not. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at the I brought up the chart and I brought we up the, uh, like the average 14.8 for it to be like a significant dip. 
Yeah. So I, I'm looking at the average true range on a weekly chart. Yeah. Yes, ATR, baby. Yeah, teach me a little bit about that. I do, but you, you're a great teacher. Average true range? <laughs> Come on, Rowan, that's kids play for you. I know, but, but you know, I, 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 you know. All right, so this is a weekly chart. And uh, this indicator down here is the average true range. And it's very simple. It's basically saying how much movement is there on average over the last, in this case, 14 periods. 14 is kind of the standard uh, measurement there. So uh, back in 18, uh, so this was like nothing, right? Um, and then we start to rise into, so here's the, here's the peak in the market right here. And then because it's a lagging indicator, you know, the, the, the average true range lags uh, a few weeks uh, to its peak. And then, but, you know, for the past couple of years, we've just been kind of bouncing around in the same area. Now, the thing to keep in mind is that this indicator is in uh, unit terms, so dollars in this case. Uh, so the fact that, you know, so we're looking at a log chart. If we look at a, at a regular chart, um, so we've been, we've been, you know, accelerating in price like crazy. And the average true range has actually still been in the same dollar range as it has been before. So on a percentage basis, we're actually less volatile than we have been in the past. Um, so, you know, this is just kind of a nothing uh, blip to me. And I mean, if you look That's at nice it on the chart, Neil. I like it. it, you know, it's, it's very, it's just, so a, it's just a normal pullback. Now, the fact that pullbacks in crypto right, are like fifty percent right, right. is just that's what, what, that's just part of the I game. I want to know what Rollins' uh, <laughs> guesstimate is in terms of timeline on when Bitcoin's going to break twenty k. Okay, so let me just say, um, can you can you mark off that that um, that sixteen that Doji candle? That's that's the level. This one right here. Yeah, that's the level where I'm looking to potentially potentially. That's where I would like to add. That's my uh, that's my weekly demand. The only reason I would mm, agree with that in terms of it not being too aggressive is that by time that candle, by time by time you get down to that price, then that moving average may have caught up. Okay, so to to um, time frame, um, I'm only going to give you time frame if we're going to bet. Well, that's why I'm asking. Oh, okay. Um, Don't get twisted. Um, February one. February. That gives you two months and change. Mm, I don't know. You know what my biggest problem is? Is up until literally today, I was dead ass positive that December monthly candle was going to be a green candle. December. December. No, We're not even November, in December. November, yeah, exactly. Right? I'm saying. So I was like, based on prior moves, my bet was that December was going to be a green candle. Okay. Look, gotcha. look at that monthly chart. I mean, look at the runs we usually have. Like when you have those big bursts, it's usually three to four months in a row. We only have okay. two months right now. Okay. So what I, I so what, like one, two, three, right there. Yeah. What I'm what I'm hearing you. Yeah, one, two, two, three, big body. You know yeah. what I mean? What I'm hearing you yeah. say indirectly is that you do not want to take on my bet. <laughs> when I look at the monthly, no. When okay. I look at the daily, yes. When I look at the okay. monthly, no. I mean, okay. even look at this move. One, two, consolidation, then it went. So you're I think wise, you're going to be, you're be right. I just think uh, I got you. that um, it's, you know, I think everyone that was excited about 20K next week is uh, going to be waiting. All I can tell you, man, is, is uh, Grayscale is just like happier than a kid in a candy store. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. And all the clients that they represent. 
That's what all I can ACR, say. Though. Wow. So the clients that represent that, that uh, Grayscale represents are, are like clients like um, Cal because he bought the dip, right? You know, so so Cal to me represents smart money. You know, they they know they know when it's on di- when they know they know it's on a discount, so they're buying. I was actually I bought with the uh, I sold it around uh, I think I told you guys around like eighteen five or nineteen, and then I immediately placed an order to buy it back. Yeah, nice. and I bought it like right at the bottom of that candle. It was like sixteen nice. two. Yeah, nice. So I wonder if you know what's I'd be curious as to what portion of the of the community um, added to their positions. You know, I wonder how many folks you know added to their bag. I mean, it's hard I, to buy I, a lot no, of Bitcoin. The thing at this I've been, price. Well, not not not, not buy whole any coins, right? Any, you know, yeah. you know. There was some. I mean, in comments on the comments well, there, some of my posts, there were uh, that's good. Comments, people that's good. Where they were buying and if they bought. I mean, some people were looking for lower prices as well, but then there yeah. were others that already uh, started grabbing some. Yeah. I mean, this, this is this is this, this is my bid down here. <laughs> no, nah, it's not getting there, man. It's not getting there. Do you want to bet? Oh, okay. Uh, no, I don't want. To. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, there's only a couple hundred so it's not i'm gonna tell you right now though i am very much concerned with keeping an eye on like the 480 level like 480 to 485 on ethereum um i think if it doesn't hold that we could see 450 no problem i agree with that i think um that's a nice level to um it formed a double i think i did a video on it last night i think it, it on a hourly chart it formed a, a double bottom. And I said, if price doesn't get above, um, yep. So what I'm looking at, nice. Neil, nice. is um, uh, your four, five, uh, 35, maybe. So put your, put your arrow to the, to the left. Yep. Your cursor. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a one hour supply. So if you draw, you know, a, a rectangle there, I'm saying price has to get above that. Man, I got to start looking at the hourly more often. I yeah. literally bought at right there. When I bought back, I bought right at those tops on the hourly. I might have might have chilled had I seen that. I was just looking at the daily. Got to look at your I know. frames. What kind of day trader am I? <laughs> so, you know, um, so now we look like we're forming a, a triple bottom. But, but yeah, the price has to get above 540. That's key to held. Like just, you know, on the hourly, those levels that it held right there with the double, basically triple bottom. And then if yeah. you look at, you know, when you look at the daily, that yeah. equates to, you know, both that 510 and that 485 kind of area. Yeah. And that was huge. Yeah. Uh, that was a huge bounce for Ethereum. And if it can maintain above those levels, that's going to be very bullish in regards to the price action. Yeah. And obviously you got the 500 round hole number, you know, that's, that's where you're going to have buyers and sellers bidding thing, you know, duking it out for position. Um, so. But I mean, uh, God damn, if I didn't call the top on that thing, huh? Six and a quarter. <laughs> I'm looking at my trot. I got the line right there. And I, t- I think I did a post on it. Yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty so good. So can you go to, uh, after you get a chance, uh, W. Leo? Because I want to tell the community, um, it's, yeah, watch your video. Yeah, it's a that. buy. You you got to buy it yeah, between um, 20, 21 and and twenty cents. You you got to buy it if you yeah. believe in in uh, the Leo. It's like 
That's another godsend gift, as far as I'm concerned. Because, because, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just I ha I have all these like little little shit coins. Uh, <laughs> so I've got like some SNX and I've got some Link and I've got some some Comp, and uh, but like you know you you reminded me of my own of my own advice where you know you got to have enough to matter. Right. But uh -huh. I've got like I've got like five hundred bucks in this. Yeah, and gotcha. Three hundred over here. You guys know I'm guilty of that. Yeah. You know, I gotta I gotta just focus. Well, Cal didn't rub off on you too much like he rubbed off on me. <laughs> I I, I got to keep it simple. So Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Leo. That's it. I don't. Care. Have, you, have you seen Cal's uh, options? Oh, trade? you're right. You're right. Simple. <laughs> it is you're right. still pretty simple. You're right. There's just 47 of calls. So yeah. can we talk? Can we talk about um, what's going to happen? Um, what's going to happen when there's no liquidity? When 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 things dry up, what's what's going to happen with Leo? Yeah, it's there's plenty of liquidity. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. In the in the pool, you talking in about. the pool? Yeah, I yeah. got. I mean, okay, there's okay. only three hundred k. There's only three hundred k Leo that's not pooled. And I got you. Not staked. Right. So, so so that's so that the pool is resolving the liquidity issue. That's Absolutely. an accurate statement for traders. I, yeah, I like I like it. Okay, I'm good. I am good with that then. Um, now, now the the question I have is that if we get on to some centralized exchanges, then we're having to split liquidity, and right. that'll be uh, that'll be I think more volatile. Um, yeah, it'll bring definitely more volatility, I think, because of the lack of liquidity. Is that what you're saying? Well, yeah. So in 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 Uniswap, there's a nice chunk of liquidity, uh -huh. whatever it is, four hundred thousand right now. Yeah, and. But then, if we have to start dividing that into different exchange listings, then that is that's there's only you know half of that is is not a lot. So if we go from four hundred thousand in, in Uniswap to two hundred thousand in Uniswap and two hundred thousand on whatever Bitrix, let's say, then uh, each of those markets will be more volatile than the four hundred thousand in in Uniswap. So I'm going to get ahead of myself. Can we hypothetically speak um, with the with the with the with the exchange by the W Leo or whatever Leo is on the on the decks, you know how 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 does all that work? I think it's just individual traders, but Cal would know better. No, no, but but the exchange though, right? If the, if the yeah, exchange... so the well, there's different uh, the exchanges that I've been talking to. There's different ways that they do it. Um, most of them want you to provide. Similar to Uniswap, they want you to provide basically okay. like seeded liquidity. Okay. So they want you to to bring in some level of liquidity on your own. Okay. Um, and then they'll also do things like uh, airdrop to people who deposit the token. So that kind of encourages users to deposit the uh, Rapplio on the exchange. Oh. Um, so they'll do something like if you remember Hive getting listed on Huobi, uh, they do like a Hive airdrop to people who deposited, you know, X amount of Hive. Uh, and then like, obviously they have like some sort of leaderboard, uh, for that. I got so you. that kind of encourages liquidity to move to their exchange. I see. Um, that's one thing that they'll do, but liquidity is based on the users. The, the exchange isn't going to buy Leo to put it got on, it. on their got exchange. It. But, so how, I've how actually they... talked to an exchange that will do that, but they do, it, it's kind of shady shit when they start doing stuff like buying the token to put it on their own exchange. It's, it's pretty shady, but how can they airdrop? If they don't have the tokens, we would airdrop. They would. They would basically 
make a deal with us like, oh, we're going to encourage like we'll use our system to track, you know, deposits and then we'll just let you know who the winner is and then you distribute an airdrop to them. Got it. Yeah, um, I, like, I, like, I like your approach in that um, I like uh, sustainable appreciation, not no uh, temporary. Yeah. Yeah, wow. no, yeah. I mean, I don't like the pumps to like yeah. high pump to one dollar yeah. and then just declines after that. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, and then and then for, you know, Neil's point about, you know, where is liquidity going to go and how is it going to move around? Um, I mean, the airdrop is going to encourage liquidity out of Uniswap, which will probably be a good thing um, just to kind of have it rotate. And then on like uh, if you look long term. If, if a big trader goes to, say, an exchange that we list on, like Binance, and then starts buying up a bunch of rapidly on Binance and shoots the price up, like, let, let's say they buy up enough to make the price go, you know, 30% higher, uh, then anyone on Uniswap, you know, maybe they want to take profits, so they remove liquidity from Uniswap and then transfer the Leo over to uh, Binance so that they can sell it at the increased price. Right. Or someone comes into Uniswap and buys it up 30% and transfers it so they can arbitrage. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so the price will, the, the liquidity will fluctuate as the price uh, has the volatility on I the different you. exchanges. Gotcha. Uh, do you guys know of any other um, um, known low cap um, coin out there? Because um, it sounds like that. Um, you know, it could be it could be seen as a good thing, but you know, WLEO is going. It's always going to have uh, liquidity issues, and that could be that could work out in, in into you know current holders' benefits, right? Um, well, it depends on it depends on the price, right? Because so there's there's uh, well, let's let's look at the tokenomics page. Let's say Leo Finance. I think I can see it on my blog page. Right? Uh, uh, on the cu curated or. Uh, any of the feeds. Yeah. Let's go to that. Come on. I don't know why my brave just doesn't display it sometimes. Sometimes it does. Let me, sometimes let, me let me tell you guys something. I think it's so cool that that it displays in dollars. I always look at Leo, <laughs> but whenever I see dollars, uh, it looks nice. But all right. Well, let me, let's look at uh, in, in uh, Firefox here. Do you have your? Oh no, you have your shields off. I don't know why it doesn't show for you. Yeah, my my brave is weird. Like the MetaMask thing doesn't work, and, and I don't know. Hmm. But in Firefox, it works fine. You know what I just realized is that I never even put the Brave browser on my new laptop, and I've had it for like two months now. <laughs> uh, so we've got looks like a million rep Leo in in the pool right now, and yep. um, you know, so so at a high enough price, that's plenty, right? Because, you know, like in, in Bitcoin, we're talking Satoshis. We're talking like 0. 0.0000, you know, whatever. So, you know, as, as the price rises, then the, the fact that there just aren't that many Leo coins is fine because we'll just go out on the decimals. But um, until we get there, so now, now we have low coins and low price. So it's, it's, uh, we're not, we need to fix that. <laughs> what, what do you, uh, well, how do we fix that? It's a self-healing process? Is that what you're getting at? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, as as the as as trading is attractive and as market cap rises, then it fixes itself. Oh, I thought you was gonna say, you know, because the the blockchain produces, you know, six seven thousand coins a day. You know, that's you know, over the course of a year, you know, that's that's I don't know, x amount of more, oh. say, uh, Leo out there. 
No, I think it's I think we're on the fifty seventy two a day right now. Yeah, but that but that um, helps. Well, maybe it doesn't help because if everyone's gonna hold, if everyone's gonna hold whatever Leo that they get their hands on, then you're still gonna have a liquidity issue despite the blockchain producing. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, we, we got, well, we got what, a quarter what, available. Yeah. So what Neil's saying about uh, the liquidity is that if, I mean, it depends on your perspective on it. Cause like most people point at Bitcoin and they're saying, you know, price is going up because there's uh, limited it's, supply. It's so scarce. yeah, right. It's a scarce asset. So if you have too many tokens, then you have a declining price, which is yeah. maybe you look at something like hive like that, where <laughs> you've got this incoming supply and there's not enough people to buy all I those loose tokens. Yeah. Uh, yep. With Leo, the price has always really gone up because so much of it is staked. And then, you know, pretty much all of the liquid incoming supply gets staked. Right. So we, right. we always sit kind of around this level of staked tokens, even though there's an incoming supply. Yeah. Got you. And but I guess if the price were to 10x, then the so right now the liquidity would be like 1.3 million Leo um, that isn't staked. So that's the pool and then liquid. Um, so at the current price, I don't know what that is, a couple hundred thousand dollars, uh, like maybe 250 K. But if we were to 10 X, then there's 2.5 million dollars in liquidity. Gotcha. And I got to assume that, um, can you talk about the, um, can we talk about the, the ad burn? You know, I, I think we'll have another record month. Right. And then, um, is all the revenue being used to, to buy and burn Leo or yep. the, and you're, and you're doing it yeah. off of the decks? Off of the Leo decks, yeah. Okay. So Got there's it. an account that, that buys Leo each month. Got it. Um, and I forgot what it was last month, like 700 bucks. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. And I'm jumping around. Can we talk a little bit about uh, your rune listing on on the first page? Any, any, oh, any, other, yeah. any other thoughts on... Um, uh, MM. Yeah, I mean, I've been uh, I've been thinking about it more and just kind of trying to figure out what we're gonna do. So one thing um, that I didn't realize is that the the account the sixty credits we were looking at for the reports I thought that was uh, sixty credits a month, and it's actually sixty credits a year. Um, and what's a credit? So that kind of sucks. What's a, what's a that, credit? That's what you use for those uh, those content reports. The, uh, I forget what they're called. The content briefs. briefs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what was so, what's that? Introduction to Rune or what, what was the switch? Oh, yeah. uh, there what was, is, what there is was one chain? that was, uh, it was, uh, what is Rune deterministic value? That's something that they talk about uh, a lot. I don't know if it's showing up now, though. I looked at it this morning. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. not. It was uh, before, and then I'm still, I was talking to Marky Mark earlier because we're having issues still with the canonicals. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, the, the canonicals are like a never ending battle because we, we made a bunch of changes and then now this post got removed basically. And, and then- the other one, What is Thorchain? I think the other one is. Yeah, what is Thorchain? I think that's like somewhere in the first couple of pages. I thought it was on the first page when you sent a screenshot before. Speaking of, that was the the other one. What, uh, Rowan, what's the? Uh, is there a uh, 
next topic initiative in regards yeah. to keywords <laughs> and linking back. Yeah, I, I you know what? I, I don't team. know what um 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 I gotta do maybe I'll well honestly it's tough with the real estate. Like I did some research on the real estate using you know using the uh software and um you know there's keywords but it doesn't seem to be too often uh like trending um real estate investing uh things so um i mean i might try and leverage it anyway i gotta write my weekly real estate investing post either today or tomorrow so i might try and leverage it but i'm down for you know obviously a topic that we can uh double team and link back yeah so so my question is why why do we think you know what is thought chain why did it rank high why you know that's my question well because it um, was you know it's it, there's there's multiple factors there's off page you know factors other sites linking to you socials coming in there's wait 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 wait, wait. What's, what do you mean socials coming in you know so people sharing links on social media and okay, got, okay, okay, okay okay got you okay you know, okay there's there's the overall domain authority and you know leo finance is a new is a relatively new site so the domain authority is is lower than our competition like uh, coin telegraph and reddit and whatever else okay um so that that's a weak point but then uh then we have the on-page factors of of uh you know the actual article itself and you know the internal link structure and all that kind of stuff okay i mean it's there is no one thing. Okay, but but yeah. if we had to if we had to pick one thing, would it be? I mean, did was it was it throughout Twitter somewhat? Well, I mean, it's not ranking on the first page anymore. So, um, but, but, yeah, I don't know. That that's the thing I don't like about this SEO stuff. It's because it's not like a problem that you can see. It's like you it's you a, do something and maybe it does well, maybe it doesn't, and then it changes. So right. Well, it's it's a it's a general tendency, you know. Yeah. You know, if if you're if you're doing better stuff, then over time you will, on average, do better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you know, so th this is Google referrals over the last three months, and you know we're we're trending upwards. So that's bottom left and upper right. That's the way you want to go. What exactly? Uh, yeah. What's a referral? Referral. What's that? That's just a link click. Yeah. Okay. A okay. link click from what? Like from from, from, from Google. Google. Gotcha. So okay. someone searches a term and then they see on Google search results, Leo finance and they click it. I love it. Okay. That's a good indication then. Nice. Okay. I like it. So, so what this wow. is saying, what Canada this is representing, huh? <laughs> so what this is saying is that, uh, we, we, we were getting ranked for whatever keywords and not even doing anything. Is that yeah. accurate? Yeah. Wow. And for some reason, what a geek's profile page is, is, <laughs> Attracting a ton of traffic. I, I don't know. Huh. They probably so that that was probably part of the the uh, the indexing issue that uh, they talked about where it was going to author pages rather than the actual articles. Ah, uh, makes sense. Uh, so so what a geek was having something ranking, but then the link flow was going to his author page. Okay. Speaking of, I just voted one of his posts. Don't mind me. I'm curating while we chat. <laughs> Okay, so um, so is it is it is it um, uh, is it safe to say that um, you know things are still being assessed? Is that is that a, is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah, because I'm, I'm I, definitely be, still thinking about it. Because I know, um, obviously, I, I was telling you guys. Obviously, speed is a speed is a, a factor, right? For SEO, yeah, I mean that's uh, 
so we uh i was uh talking in chat with a couple different people and marky mark and uh um, a few other people said that there might be that there's a good way that we can build basically uh and neil made a video on it uh, we didn't uh he didn't publish it but he did a video on it talking about the idea um that you could basically have like a database layer for leo finance where content is served from the database and then on the back end all of the actions are sent to the high blockchain okay. um, but on the front end the user is interacting with the leo database i got you um so what that would do is basically speed up the site so that and i kind of put a tagline there that it would be basically like the speed of web 2 which would be like twitter or whatever yeah, gotcha. uh, with the you know combined with the ideas of web 3 which is the hive back end I got you. Okay. So that, that might be the next, uh, we're kind of planning it out right now, but that'll probably be the next major update right. after so the, all this Twitter stuff. The benefit is obviously, again, it'll help, it'll help with the uh, SEO initiatives, and, but obviously probably equally more or not more important is the uh, user experience. Yeah. I it's mean, it'll a, definitely have a halo the, effect. Yeah. It'll make the page speed a lot faster and then, the idea is that that also plays a factor in SEO and all that. Yeah, got it. I'm not sure what this image is supposed to be here in this tweet, Cal. <laughs> it's a teaser. It's just a blurred out <laughs> image of the uh, microblogging stuff. That's really blurred out. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the point is that you're not supposed to be able to see anything, but you can see that okay. something well, there. Yeah. So, so okay. can we talk about that a little bit? um microblogging yeah so i'm you know like could i use microblogging to do a chart of the day i mean i don't i don't understand um how i could use it put it like that how, how should i be using it based on you know what i'm about so think of it as being twitter on leo finance okay so everything about twitter in terms of you know how the posts are laid out how like uh you know just like content style sharing links retweeting stuff got you that's okay. how it's gonna work got it okay um yep. and it's not gonna be so i saw dolls ask uh in discord if it's gonna be posts comments or custom json so it's not gonna be posts so it's gonna be it's not top level posts on hive so the the complaint about something like dbuzz which is basically doing the same thing is that they are doing top level posts so that whenever you do a, a tweet, it's it's counting as a hive post and then all the auto voters are voting you. Um, so then your people complain that you earn too many rewards for a short piece of content. Got it. Basically, uh, so you're, saying, you're taking issue. money out of my pocket. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> that's interesting because, you know, as of right now, you know, we have the feature where when you do a post, you have the option, you know, to essentially tweet it. And in the end, that tweet is mainly just a link to that post, which I think is a great yeah. value add because that's taking people from Twitter to Leo Finance. Right. So does the microblogging actually do the opposite in a way or? So the microblogging is interesting because we're building in a similar auto tweet feature. So basically, um, and I think I was talking to Taskmaster about this, that we're kind of building an alternative UI to Twitter, if you think about it. Because um, say, say that you're an active Twitter user and you don't care about Hive, you don't really use it. Um, okay. And instead you, you come to Leo Finance and you join 
and you'll actually be able to sign up with your Twitter account uh, in the next couple of days. So you join Leo Finance and then you're from Twitter and your primary platform is Twitter. Uh, but say that you're also concerned about censorship and other you know, Twitter issues, you can use with the microblogging update, you'll be able to use Leo Finance to make tweets because it's the same formatting. So you'll be able to use Leo Finance to make a tweet and it'll get published to Leo Finance's tweet interface. And it'll also get pine, uh, published to Twitter's. So will it, so, will it bring in re replies that are on Twitter? Um, not in the current design. Okay. So, so it'll show replies on the Leo interface. Right. Um, so it's not, it's not actually plugged into Twitter in any way other than after you, it's similar to how the publishing works now where you publish a post and then it prompts a Twitter box right. and then you hit, you hit tweet. Um, so it's going to do the same thing as that. Right. So, uh, so, so if we microblog um, on the, the Leo finance ecosystem, it'll show up on Twitter. Is that what you're saying? Or no? You can auto post it to Twitter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, then, and then my next, like, let's say ahead. you did, let's say you did 10 Leo tweets a day. Right. Yeah. And they're going to be like 200 character, you know, tweets, maybe with yeah. a chart. Yeah. something like that. You can also publish those 10 tweets on Twitter. I got you. So you can I got you. grow your audience on both. Okay. Um, and then, you know, to Neil's point, if people are replying to you on Twitter, you might actually have to go to Twitter and reply back. Okay. Um, so, and then, uh, you know, maybe someday we could build something in where it would, it would cross post those, but then, then I wonder if there's an issue because you're pulling content from Twitter without the uh, author's permission. Cause it's, yeah. If you're getting replies, it's it's other people on Twitter that right. aren't on Leo. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even necessarily publish it, but just so the author knows and then can respond. Yeah. So basically, create making making Leo, you know, microblogging a front end for Twitter. Uh, right. Now, is this a, a a different site? No, it's going to be on Leo Finance. Um. um so so the idea like a, is that. Go ahead. The idea is that Leo Finance right now can only be used to blog, right? You uh -huh. create long form blog posts and then you can also use three speak and then uh, publish videos like you see yours here on the homepage. Uh -huh. um, and the idea is that we need more content style. So uh, outside of just blogging, you'll also have tweeting, uh, which brings like a whole new level to everything. Yeah. So I'm just trying to, I, I guess I'll wait for the, uh, I don't want to uh, kill all the suspense. I just don't know how it uh, integrates where it's like a, a, a different um, link to get to the tweets or, you know, I don't know. It'll how just it... be a menu link. So like right now you go my feed, explore. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. You'll see something there for the, for the microblogging. Gotcha. Nice, nice. Nice. And then you'll click on it and it's going to look very, it's going to look very similar to Twitter. So you can nice. just imagine a whole new feed That's style awesome. page awesome. where it looks pretty much identical to Twitter. And might I add, then this this will be additional page views and additional ads revenue. It'll be a lot more, yeah, ad revenue. I mean, if you think about it, the amount of tweets that you could curate, comment on, and create yourself are is exponentially higher than how many posts you could do the same with. Right, um, gotcha. Absolutely true. So you're going to be clicking on more pages. You're going to be probably spending more time in general just kind of going through Leo Finance as a site. So that, that counts towards that. Uh, I forgot what it's called. The the engagement time or whatever. Time on site. Yeah, so, time on site. So so um, it'll have um, it'll have whoever I follow. I'll be able to see what they are tweeting about. Yep. 
Awesome. And then you'll also have tags. So you'll be able to see like, uh, it'll, it'll be similar to this top bar with the tags. Okay. You'll be able to see like, okay, you, you made tweets about, or you click Bitcoin and then it shows you or blockchain nice. and nice. it shows you people who created Leo tweets with hashtag blockchain in them. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, I think what's so interesting about it is that it solves that main issue of not being a top layer post. So the reason why people don't use Dbuzz more or uh, yeah, Dbuzz is because it's a top layer post and most people don't want to do that. Gotcha. Um, so I think this is pretty much, it's, it's going to change the game for a lot of hive creators. I think now to, there will not be, these will not be rewarded. Is that correct? No, they'll be rewarded. Um, but it'll be a little bit different than posts. Okay. So uh, that's something I'll, I'll keep in my back pocket, but it, <laughs> it, they'll be rewarded. They'll be rewarded, but there won't be complaints that they're getting rewarded too much. I got All you. Because right. the way I look at it is that for me, you know, I, I, I'll be linking um, uh, relevant, say, uh, news articles, you know, um, and I'll, you know, a little put a little blurb. You know, um, so yeah, I look, I look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be a game changer. I know Taskmaster's excited about it. Yeah, I uh, mean, what uh, what uh, time frame are we looking at? I'm shooting for mid December, so okay. sometime around then. Um, okay. And then the Twitter stuff has taken a lot longer than we thought, so that's. I, I was shooting to deliver that, I think, on the 15th of November. And now, what's it, like the 27th? So pretty far behind on that. But that should be done in like two or three days. Um, so I would say be able to sign up with Twitter and everything. Um, I mean, I, it's, I, applaud, I applaud that you are... Um, I applaud that your development is like the last two minutes of a basketball game. Um, <laughs> but uh, personally, I'm okay. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm really just trying to keep up with all the development personally. Um, so it's all good, you know? And I guess, yeah, I mean, know, I, I think the pace is important just to like keep the correct, going on. Right. And, I, and like you, I think, like you said, you know, obviously, you know, there's an opportunity to capitalize on the current bull market. Right. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's Absolutely. all good. It's all good. Yeah, that was um, like we saw in the in the uh, steam days. Well, uh, I know Mitch was around, but I don't know if you, you, you guys were. But um, it was a problem. You know, we had a million yeah. signups and couldn't do anything. <laughs> so it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, the wait time for a steam it account for steam it to create you an account was something like between three weeks and like three months. Like some people would sign up, actually. Yeah, you'd sign up and you'd give your email, and then they'd say, "Okay, we'll email you when your account is ready." And it would take weeks or months for you to now get. Now that on I look back on it, platform, I'm even more angry. Than I was. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I mean, there could easily about, be like, tens of millions how can of we accounts do right anything now. Anything to not make this successful—that's pretty much, I think, what the modus operandi was. Yeah, but yeah, that was literally what the deal was. You would wait weeks. Yeah. Like absolutely, uh, I'm trying to remember like people I was trying to bring onto the platform. They're like, "Well, I signed up or whatever. I guess I have to wait to get an account." And by the time they would get yeah. their account, that was long gone, and they had moved on to other things. Yep, right. 
So here's my other question. And the bull market was pretty much over too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So do we have the bandwidth, the capacity to, and the infrastructure to take on 10,000 um, new users? Like what, what about the RCs or the delegations or whatever? So, you know, I think I could handle, I could handle probably about 10,000, but then uh, I'm going to have to start pulling on other hive people to, to scale it up. Um, okay. And that is going to happen too. So I've been talking to a few different people and then, uh, after we do the Twitter integration, um, we're going to integrate, we're going to basically make it so that other Hive apps can integrate with Leo Infra. So then something like 3Speak, you'll be able to sign up through Leo Infra on 3Speak. Um, and then if people want to support it, similar to Hive Onboard, they can tap in and provide accounts and then delegations. Got the it. Account claim tokens. Got it. Wow. I wonder how many account. Uh, I've got a bunch. Let's yeah. Yeah, three hundred, three hundred four. Right. Is that is that um proportional to the amount of hive, uh, H, yeah HP that that one has? Yeah. So you need a certain amount of hive power in order to buy a uh, buy an account creation with your RC credits, and. Just over time, I've I've done that a bunch of times. At, at one point, I had a script going just to do that whenever I had enough, and uh, I, I stopped that after a while though. So I'm, I have three hundred and four left. So yeah. So I so this this is actually a big uh, a big point for delegating to Leo Voter because Leo Voter has uh, a little over a million hive power right now, and it, it's pretty much all from delegators and basically the delegators are not only supporting content because I use it to curate Leo finance content. They're also actually supporting our account creations. I got you. Uh, okay. We're able to use those, that high power to claim new accounts. So then my little bit that I have left, I should stop and just, just delegate it then. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. This, this is financial advice, but only for Roland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I'll do that. And then just real quick, if I want to stop powering down, um, I can go to Hivestat to stop powering down. I would do it from Leo Finance. Leo Finance, um, okay. How do I? How do Hivestats I... hasn't seen as many updates as Leo okay. Finance. So is, how do is I? Hivestats working? Yeah, it works now. Um, so, it took so us just, a while to fix it. So just tell me how I stop powering down then. Um, so do you just go to your wallet uh -huh. and then uh, the Hive tab. And uh -huh. we actually slid a couple of features in that most people didn't notice yet um, that we won't talk about until the V2 like official post. Okay, there you go. Uh, but you see that magnifying yeah. glass? Got it. Know? Okay, cool. This one? Yeah. Uh, so this is something we added just, I think, like a week and a half ago. Nice. So you can manage all your delegations. Yeah, these are all my, um, uh, my Splinterlands accounts. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. I'm getting, I'm still, um, I guess I'm still renting some. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. But yeah, you can manage most of the Hive stuff from, from Leo Finance. Nice. Okay. That, that's actually much easier than Keychain because of the scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like that. And you can do the same with your Leo delegations too. Oh. A lot of people were asking for that. I have no outgoing delegations because everything's in the liquidity pool. Uh, bah, bah, bah. so this is what I wanted to look at.
uh, staking. So, you know, the only staking rewards I have is the thousand or fourteen hundred something. Oops. Uh, Leo Minus. Uh -huh. that uh, I staked not that long ago when, whenever they were selling out so like two months ago something like that yeah and uh, apparently I've made 52 bucks on them good stuff and let's see how it's much did bad. I spend spent like 1500 hive no I got 1500 miners so like 3000 hive and that was probably about a, what like 15 cents yeah something like that uh huh so your return. Oops. So that's twelve percent in like three, two, three months. Wow. That'll work. Pretty good. Yes, yes, it will. Yeah. Yes, it and will. now the value of those miners is four X what you bought them for. That, that's sure that's, that's, a, that's a good point. That's sure a good point. Is. What are they going for? Uh, so there's there's seven hive. I look every day. <laughs> Yeah, I've got, uh, I think I have some sell orders in at 10. Hmm. Oh, they jumped a little bit. Oh, yeah, seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys hear anything about the, uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, Leo-backed investments, LBI, that's going uh, on? Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I don't really understand the appeal. Well, I mean, so I know there's some issues with, you know, especially uh, for people who don't want others to manage their money, um, which I think you fit in that that camp, too. Do you mind is just that, giving an overview of what, what's going on? Yeah. So this is from, you know, SP Invest, the yep. SPI token. And, okay. and they do basically their original their original idea was that they created the SPI token, which locked up uh, steam power, which is now high power. Um, and then they take the earnings from the hive power that it from curating and stuff, um, and then use it to, I think they do like 50% as dividends to the SPI token holders. Okay. And then the other 50% they take and they sell it for other assets. Okay. Gotcha. Or, or maybe they stake, I don't know how it works exactly. They, they might stake the other 50%. Okay. Um, but yeah, here's the details for LBI, which is based on the same general ideas that they're going to they're going to basically raise they're, they're basically doing a, a hedge fund with Leo. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So they're, they're raising funds by selling LBI tokens in exchange for Leo. And they're going to take that Leo and stake it. I like um, it. Yeah. It helps, so, it helps, it helps uh, the little guys. Well, so, so here's the issue I have with it. Unless you are, unless you are a, like a really small minnow um, or whatever term we settle on for, for Leo, <laughs> If you're if you're a small account holder, then yeah, there is some economies of scale that you get. But if you have like 500 Leo, then you're I think you're beyond the need for this kind of thing. That's gotcha. just the way it, that's just well, the way it looks to yeah. me. I think uh, you know I, I think there's um, and I don't know a ton about it, but uh, I think there's some value for people who basically just want to hold something that's just going to pay them dividends and and give yeah. them some sort of return without doing anything. Like they, they basically, they either have liquid Leo or some staked and they want to either power it down or whatever. So they literally can just buy another token and not do anything. Um, hey, I, I like the innovation. I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a cool idea. I, yeah. I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know. I do too. I think it is that much cool. about it, but I know SPI worked out pretty well for, for everyone involved in that. 
And uh, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to put in some Leo just to support because I think it's cool that they're building yeah, I do too, a project. Actually. I think it's cool that they're building a project that should add value to Leo with, yeah. you know, with no connection to the Leo team, basically. Yeah. yeah. Is there a way on Leo decks to zoom out so I can see more history? Nope. <laughs> I think Hive Engine limits it to 30 days. Um, okay. cause I remember asking when we were developing it, I remember talking to dev. Well, and... hive engine has a, has a longer, uh, view. Um, they, they may have updated cause we actually had candlesticks before they came out with candlesticks. Yeah. A, um, um, a visual representation of Neil's opinion on LBI. <laughs> <laughs> and then a visual representation of the cat's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I love it. Uh, maybe I, I will. So yeah, this is uh, this is the same window. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we were developing it that there was a thirty day limit, um, and I I think I told Hive Engine that they should increase that. I don't remember mm -hmm. though. Yeah. No. Um, what's the caveat? Yeah. What's the caveat of increasing it? It's just going to take longer to to uh, to load or or more more uh, cost for for server space. I mean, well, I don't. I understand. think it's server. I think it's server costs. Yeah. Okay. Got it something i don't know uh, i mean it's it's like an api limitation basically that like it's not going to pull more than 30 days of history okay um, who's who's um who's og that's gerber that's gerber seriously bro <laughs> roland roland yeah come on bro no i'm serious I, <laughs> original gerber i like that i like that original gerber okay. <laughs> You didn't, you didn't notice that like for the last like five weeks? No, I can, I can, I can say I can't. No, I, no, I, I haven't You're noticed. Focused. I haven't noticed. <laughs> Gerber just said, check the depth on SPI. Check the depth. All right. I realize I've missed nine uh, messages here. <laughs> huh. But yeah, I mean, it's... what Gerber's saying is that the problem is that uh, basically if you're trying to get out of the token, how do you get out? And I think they do right. something where you you send the the token to them and they redeem it, like you, you or you can do it at a certain base price. Okay. Um, and then people speculate on top of that. Got but it. I, I mean, I think it's a cool idea. I don't know how it's going to go, but I know a lot of people are excited about it. Yep. So just just a quick yeah. note on the miners. I just updated my spreadsheet, so I keep this. Uh, from time to time and uh the I'll, I'll i'll skip the math here but basically you know for each leo miner uh you know it it costs four um uh four leo and then if if everybody voted to a maximum uh you would only get 3.5 for any for any one leo that's been staked and then is voting uh, so you would actually do a little bit better with uh, with Leo Minor, but if not everybody's voting, we're, we're in a suboptimal position, which is where we are. Then Leo uh, staking and, and voting is a little bit better. Like it, I like it. So. Now, but how do you, how do you know if we're in a suboptimal? You know, whatever you said. Just uh, what people have been saying as far as the returns that they're getting. Oh, okay. Now let me ask you a question. Um, so, like on the weekends. I believe I noticed that there's less posting. Um, does that mean that I can I can get more rewards? Yeah. Okay. Does that mean also mean that the the miners then get more rewards? No. If, if they're getting fifteen percent of the rewards to begin with. 
No, so the the 15% is is a fixed portion of the daily inflation. So that that gets every every however many minutes, you know, that, that gets paid out no matter what. The so the remaining inflation in the in the in the proof of brain pool for for curating is is attributed to all the different voters. So if there's less competition for that on the weekends because there are a few people voting, then you'll get proportionally more. I got you. Okay. But but the total pie is the same. I got you. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Got, okay. That makes sense. I'm on board. And voting will always be uh, less efficient than it could be because there's always going to be people that leave their voting power at 100% on accident or, uh, you know, people who've lost access to their account. Okay. So a good example is Flipstar. He lost access to his account and he's got like 80,000 Leo. Oof. This poor yeah. guy. And he's got those. And he lost it a while back. So that was before it was even worth a lot. Oof. That's my boy, Flipstar. He's got a ton of miners. That's the that, thing. He's got all these miners that are, or he's got sixty thousand Leo. But, is he still? Is he still around? Yeah, like, I think he's he got a different post? account now. Flipstar.leo, I think. Yeah, that's my boy. But you boy. can see he earns a ton of the mining pool, and that's just all getting burned. Yep. Oof. Flipstar. He's also one of my um, he's also one of my mentors. <laughs> so quick story. Um, I was playing on the uh, the double miners and um, I was going to buy more. And then he just came in and, and swooped the rest of the pool. And we're talking a lot. Right. So that's why I went ham on the the single miners. That's why. You know, so I'm glad I did not listen to Gerber's advice. <laughs> wow, <laughs> fighting words. Yes, yes. Although, although Gerber is like that, that that angel on my my left shoulder, right? You know, um, but the devil on my my right my right shoulder told me to go ahead and buy those damn miners. <laughs> so they're paying off so far, so far. Yep. Um. Speaking of uh, like uh, mentors, is there one for Hive.Vote? Because I f- effing starting to hate this damn service. <laughs> I can't figure out why my buddies' uh, votes are half of mine. Like they're trailing me. Like that was the simplest thing. Just trail scary cat guide. And I'm looking. They got to like, set it to 100%. I don't see. I it, don't see that. It defaults anymore. to 50%. Um, so if they go to hive.vote and then go to, like I think it's curation page. trail. Yeah. On curation trail. Yeah. And then it says your name. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't see that on mine. So that would be there in the little. Oh settings. yeah. So on, yeah. On theirs, it'll say scaredy cat guide. Um, gotcha. and then what right. they want to do is hit the gear icon to the right of that. All right. I'll and then to... it's going to be set at 50% right now. That makes sense. Now I didn't even notice yeah. that. What I did notice though, is that, Obviously, by following my trail, like my account votes my posts. They haven't voted one of my posts yet. <laughs> yeah, the so hive.vote will if if the trailing or if the uh, curation account votes itself, the trail won't vote that post. <laughs> Splendid. Talk about so what you could tell angry. them to do if you want them to upvote your post, what you could tell them to do is go to the uh, fan base section and then add and me, then yeah. add in your account oh man no good deed goes unpunished huh <laughs> spend an hour with them getting that set up <laughs> yeah 
No, thank well, you. Appreciate appreciate yeah. the uh, heads up. I'll have them adjust yeah. their um, voting percentage because they're not maximizing their uh, curation, only hitting half. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Cool. So I might take Dolls's idea and do uh, and do a Leo vote system, but it'll look a lot different. And it, it'll. I mean, it. I already have some ideas, but it, it'll basically be like you can follow the author that you like and support kind of like a Patreon almost, but with your upvotes. Nice. Yeah. That, that video on uh Scott business, um, you know, that right was here? good. He, he has a good, yeah, he has a nice, um, he has a nice voice for, uh, you know, for that, um, that lane. And um, I think it's pretty cool that he's going to be, you know, um, putting in a plug for Leo on his, um, at the end of his shows or whatever, but I, I like his voice. He has a good voice for that. Oh, he's going to mention Leo at the end of every show. I, I, I think so. No, I thought that was... um, he, he does like, I think monthly reports where he talks about his, uh, oh, okay. his earnings from social crypto platforms. Got you. Uh, and he said, he's going to put Leo up there. So <laughs> probably a good idea to give him some votes. Yeah. Listen. Cause if you think about it, every time he does a report, it's basically advertising Leo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Especially if Leo's showing up at the top every month. Yeah. In terms of yeah. rewards. Yeah. So so when do we get our leaderboards? Um <laughs> I think we do a leaderboard for who plugs Leo the most. Uh, I'm not saying that I'd be in the lead. I think we'll have leaderboards done by the end of December, hopefully. Yeah. Um because I, I kind of shifted around some things because First of all, the Twitter thing is like ten days late, and yep. then the uh, and then the microblogging is is still kind of like next. But then I decided to squeeze in the the caching layer that the local database, yeah, um, just because I'm so annoyed with the way that the site's been loading and everything. Yeah. Um, so I basically squeezed that in after this this update's done. Um, so what's we're, our... we're still in V two technically. But v- I've added so many features to V2. There's like 30 new features uh, since we started it. So, what's, our de- what's our dependency to Scott Bot or whatever it's whatever it's called? Right now, it's 100% dependent on Scott. But what is that? What is that? What does Scott Bot do? I don't understand. Scott Bot basically indexes all the. So, like, if you make a post from Peak D and tag it with Leo Finance, it's uh-huh. indexing those posts. It's also indexing posts from our UI into the Leo Finance, uh, basically index. Got it. Um, and so basically what happened the other day is that uh, ScottBot went down and, and I talked to Eon about it. He was like doing some updates and then it, it broke ScottBot temporarily. I see. Uh, but basically okay. ScottBot went down and then there was no content on the site. Zero I got content. you. Okay, got um, it. And that's because if the index is down, then there's no database to load content from. I got you. Uh, okay. All right. But that's, yeah, that's, so, that's also the reason the, you know, the second layer solutions will always be slow compared to Hive is because you're always going through this middleman. Uh, I got it. Going to ScottBot. ScottBot pulls data from the Hive blockchain, feeds it back yep. into the, I uh, got the application. So, yeah. I mean, personally. ScottBot could, be, ScottBot could be a lot faster. They're just, uh, Hive Engine just doesn't, they clearly don't care enough to update it and make it better. So ScottBot's like 40 seconds. And Hive is three seconds. Um, And a good second layer solution could be just adding a couple extra seconds to Hive, to the Hive layer. 
Even if so, it was two extra blocks and it's nine seconds, then okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be that would be light years ahead of what we have right now. Yeah. Um, so this caching solution will basically bring that kind of speed um, because you're going to see everything happen on on the front end right away, but then gotcha. on the back end, all the stuff is going to get uploaded. I got you. Okay. So I'm hoping to have that done. My timeline, and I'm working on a. I was talking with Trump man in in Discord because. He was asking when the next update is because it's been three days since the last one. <laughs> so I'm working on an update post right now, which is like a November month monthly developer update. And uh, in that update, I'm going to talk a little bit about just the general plan, which is um, the Twitter signups will roll out in the next couple of days. So before the end of November, and then we're going to work on the caching layer right away. So that will hopefully be, within like the first week or two of December and then microblogging will be right after that. So mid December and then end of December will be uh, some of the smaller stuff like and bundled together. So uh, stuff like Neil's video idea, the leaderboard idea, all of that's bundled into the update after microblogging. Sounds yeah. good, man. I just, just to add one more thing to that, we need like name notifications like this one. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't like even ping from where though. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> so I actually saw this post on the Leo finance uh, subreddit and, you know, in there, it shows you the first couple lines, like in just the yeah. view. And I saw my name in there. I was like, Oh, I guess, you know, he mentioned me. <laughs> so Yeah, that's true. I mean, honestly, I know like Cal a few times tagged me in posts and I had no idea except for that. I haven't, I randomly happened to read the post. Right. Yeah, I mean, GinaBot does that. Um, so that's like kind of a solution that most people on Hive use. But then yeah. I have ideas for a notification system I, I have, on Leo. But. I have GinaBot, but it only tells me replies. It doesn't tell me pings. Oh, there's a setting on GinaBot you could flip on. Oh. Um, you can even do it for keywords. So like if people say, um, if people say like Leo.voter, but they don't Herbert even tag Leo.voter. Um. I mean, that's the thing is like, but notifications I'm not on peak D aren't even useful. Yeah. I, I'm not interested. In, I'm, I'm using Leo finance. I don't exactly. Like yeah. I go on Leo finance and literally pretty much only Leo finance. I go on hive like once a week because I have to, and that's it. Like it's Leo finance. That's an, now that we can schedule posts, I will pretty much never, ever, ever go on Peak D ever again. Yeah, yeah that feature is um, that feature is uh, wow. I, I didn't. It's it's fire. Yeah, it's fire. It it, uh, it makes me a lot. Yeah, it makes it makes me a lot more organized. It's the biggest feature ever. It's the greatest feature of all great features. Yeah, no, <laughs> have you have you guys you you guys have used it right? I have. Yeah, used it. yeah, I've been using schedule. it. Yeah. So the one thing that that I didn't anticipate is how difficult it is to create an extra layer that lets you manage stuff after you've scheduled it because uh, you've got to interact yeah. with the database and everything. Um, so I've kind of got this rough plan that with the microblogging release, uh, we're going to do another in that update. We're going to have a, a feature where you'll be able to edit scheduled posts and then also drafts. Um, which I also stole from Twitter, the design. Um, so basically it's going to be like a pop-up window like Twitter and it says scheduled and then drafts as tabs and you're going to edit, edit them. 
Um, cool. Yeah, some people have complained because right now you schedule a post and then it doesn't do anything. Or it like at least doesn't look like it does anything. It just disappears. Yeah. Like blind faith. It just kind of disappears. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does get, I mean, it still gets posted at the time, but. Yes, it does. Yeah. Interface does. isn't ready for it. So yeah. apparently Gerber was right and we should be using Peak D. Damn <laughs> 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 you, Gerber. Well, and the thing about notifications is that, like, for me, uh, like, I don't know, I don't want to just see like a notifications tab on the site. I want to see like text, text notifications, like push notifications on my phone. Um, so, yeah, like he's saying the notification thing is on the blockchain, so we could use it, but we could use it, but I don't really like the way it works. Um, so if we we're looking for like a simple solution, that would be there, but. Uh, I'd rather do something where it's like push notifications. Yep. So uh, you think that's enough to satisfy Trump man that, you know, we need more, need, need updates faster. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know how fast we're supposed to do updates. <laughs> Could do a daily update. <laughs> Doing them pretty fast uh, as is. Oh yeah. How you, how you making out with your, um, um, how's the process for the, Daily, uh, Daily Leo going for you. How's that it's process? It's a lot going? faster than the first one. Good. good. Um, yeah. So, what, I mean, what it's still time consuming. What? Uh, Leo Finance. What account? Okay. You should have a. Um, I'm actually, I'm planning on. Uh, so, the plan is to do these for like a week, the, like posting them on Leo Finance, and then eventually just move to the newsletter only. Because um, it's not meant to be like a daily post, it's meant to be. Okay, gotcha. Uh, it's meant to be a newsletter to attract people back to the site. Yep, got it. That makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, it's not even really meant for high people. Like, like obviously, you could, if you're interested in crypto, it's a good newsletter to have. But it's it's mainly targeting people outside of Hive who are interested in crypto. So you should put just it. Go to, I'm sorry, get. They can just go to leofinance.substack.com and then sign up for the newsletter with their email which is more along the lines of what they're used to. So you should put a drop down when, when new folks come in and they sign up, right? How else, how else are they going to know about the, uh, the newsletter? Yeah. There's so the, uh, I'm working. Yeah. We're going to do a pop-up in the bottom left. Oh, okay. That's going to say, get oh, the top okay. crypto news, something like that. Get the best okay. crypto news each day. I got you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So Everybody I did, I, I'm doing it Monday through Friday and then I didn't do one yesterday for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then today I also took off for the long weekend. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we did two this week and then next week it'll be Monday through Friday. Did you advertise yet for your uh, VA? I have not. <laughs> got to, yeah, I got to get some organization together and then do that. But Got you. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something I need to do. Okay. All right. Um, you guys got any last minute words? I gotta go peep my uh my boy uh um Galter. What's his name, Mitch? <laughs> what? Oh Galter. Galter. Galter, yeah, I gotta go peep him. Uh, I think I think it's supposed to fire. I uh I bought his book on uh, on Kindle. Good uh, stuff. So I started it. I, I haven't gotten very far into it, but uh you know I, I, the thing that I liked about the way he's positioning himself is that um it's like very attainable. So like the his book is like broke to two hundred fifty thousand, 
which is, um, you know, it's, it's easier to swallow for, I think for people than, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm like $5 million in real estate. No. Good point. Yep. Good point. Yep. Just, uh, yeah. It's the uh, point. starter. It's the starter pack. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, uh, past that, you know, and everything going now is about creating millionaires and whatnot, but yeah, yeah it's a good, uh, right. it's a good, yeah. uh, entry. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, like in, in my tax business, you know, I've, I've shifted the emphasis a lot from, uh, from just, you know, doing taxes once a year into, uh, into, um, you know, long, long-term engagements, you know, with, with, uh, monthly recurring revenue. It's, it's the same thing with, with, um, you know, buying rental real estate where, you know, it's all about developing that, that base cash flow, And then, you know, for, as, as we know from the rat race game, uh, from cash flow, the, uh, one, once that passive number is bigger than your living expenses, then you're free. Yeah. Yep. So you're, you're, yeah. We're not, I'm not there yet, but, uh, <laughs> you're, 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 you're lean fire, which is Neil's favorite. Oh, God. I could lean fire right now if I wanted to. But, uh... No, you make a good point. I saw something uh, in the, I don't know if it was on Discord or comments in one of the uh, Leo posts, but you know, you talked about kind of like the problem with lean fire and, and, you know, it's correct. And the funny part is that was my initial um, thought process. Like I was, my target was basically the lean side of it, which is great, but all it takes is one sizable bump in the road and it's like oh shit i gotta get a job again <laughs> yeah yeah so for for those who don't know uh fire f-i-r-e is an acronym for financial independence retire early so the idea being that uh you know you you build up a bunch of capital and then you can live off of the uh the dividends which is you know the same as as the kiyosaki thing and, and all that kind of stuff uh just different different views on the same kind of concept uh, but lean fire is is people who take kind of, in my opinion, uh, an, an extreme approach to it, where they will they will build up a a, a capital of two, three, four hundred thousand dollars, cut their expenses way down uh, to, you know, fifteen grand a year or something like that, which you know in some part in some parts of the world is fine. In in the U.S. that's that's poverty level, um, and uh, and then they just you know retire early and, and do whatever hobbies and, and whatever. And the, pr the problem with that is that there's no, there's no margin for error. So, you know, if we have a 2008 event that lasts longer than we saw with the COVID thing, at least in the financial markets, then, you know, you're, you, you impair your capital base by, by drawing down principal. And uh, then you're in a, in a downward spiral basically, and you have to supplement it with something else, which it kind of defeats the whole purpose to me. Can I, so, can I ask you another question before we get off? What's your, yeah. what's your thoughts on uh, MMT, that, that modern, mo modern money theory or whatever? Monetary theory, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it's the same snake oil that's been peddled for the last hundred years. It's just a, a, new, a new branding on it. You know, it's, so some things they say are correct in that uh, you know, they are right that the U.S. government pays for things in U.S. dollars. And through whatever mechanism, whether whether it's direct monetization or you know through the Federal Reserve lending into existence, uh, you know rigmarole, uh, they can just create more money to pay things with, and and that is a true statement. But they, like, it's funny. It depends on on which one you listen to, because uh, you know some of them will will pay lip service to the idea that just because you can pay for it, like technically, does not eliminate scarcity. And but then like their actions don't seem to follow through with with that idea. So um, 
it's it's just you know it's just inflation to to pay for stuff and we've seen over and over again over thousands of years that that doesn't work for very long so um you know the the incentives of of politicians are to do things now and sacrifice the future so they will they will sacrifice that future purchasing power and eventually we get down to a point where it's it's untenable and uh you can see that in Argentina right now, you know, it's, uh, or Venezuela, or um, to some degree in Turkey. Uh, right, you know, there's right. there's currencies that are dying right right as we speak because they are following a similar kind of model. Got it. Now Got the it. U.S. is such a large, you know, machine coming into that that it'll have a lot longer uh, runway. But uh, you know, anything can be broken. <laughs> Got it. Got it. All right. Aya. Aya. <laughs> I mean, theoretically, you know, I think I might be living the lean fire life and didn't realize it, but that's yeah. why I'm also hustling to always create additional capital, whether it's through uh, crypto gains or flipping a house or because yeah. it's like that nut needs to grow still. But since yeah. I don't have a day job, how do I grow that? You know, because you're in that situation where it's not, like you said, it's you bring in enough income to live and then that's it. And then you also have to hope that you don't have any kind of big downturn or hit to your um total operating capital so that's ironically the life that i've been living the last three years and i kind of didn't even realize it i'm like holy shit i'm living lean fire but this is also why i'm a quote unquote scaredy cat and people like don't understand why i there's certain things i don't do i was just like because i still need to create additional capital yeah i need to get the fat fire there you go so fat fat fire was a subreddit that i created almost uh tomorrow will be four years ago and um, so it's about, like, yes, financial independence, yes, retire early, but also do it in a, in a lifestyle that doesn't suck. So, <laughs> uh, so we, got a, we got a giveaway alert here. Leo Finance has offered to sponsor two back-to-back giveaways for $50 worth of Leo tokens each. This is the first giveaway. To participate, follow me and Finance Leo. Stuff. Well, I already follow Finance Leo, so let me do a follow. Uh, how the hell do I follow? Oh, here we go. You can see how much I use Twitter, right? <laughs> Same boat. Same retweet boat. and tag three friends. Back, you know uh, what? Let me go on and make sure I'm even following anything. I even know how you tag, so now you teach me. Underscore. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to tag Matt Clark. I'm going to tag... Uh... All right, Scaredy Cat, are you on here? Yeah, yeah, Scaredy Cat. Uh, that's my Twitter handle, Scaredy Cat Guide. Scared. I'm trying to look, see where I can find my follower, who I follow. All right, and uh, one there. Yep, you, you can put me down. Uh, baby minor. Oh yeah, that's Black, right. Yeah, Black mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Entered. Nice Good stuff. I tell you what, if I win, I will. Uh, I was gonna say I will burn it, but I'm not gonna burn it. I will. Uh, <laughs> you will use it as gambling keep funds. It, keep yeah, it. I'll, I'll do something fun with it. I don't know what. But, uh, you well, you, you may be able to buy uh, some Leo merch with it soon. Oh, announcement coming soon! <laughs> announcement there you coming go. soon. It's about, it's about effing time there was some Leo merch. <laughs> a Leo T-shirt, that logo right in the middle of my chest. Yep. There you go. So Scott I, I have, actually I have, gave have, me. Uh... Go ahead. I, I have an Amazon merch account if you need it. Oh. Okay. Hey. Boom. Hey. Hey. Uh, Hey Neil, mm-hmm. since I own since I own one percent of Leo Finance, if I uh-huh. change my license plates tags to Leo Finance, can I um, write that off as advertisement sure. expense? 
Absolutely. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk offline. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, yeah. Scott gave me an idea that um, he said after the interview because he keeps like a bunch of merch in the background, and someone said he has like a Steemit logo back there that he got from back in the day. Uh, and then he DM'd me and said, "If you have any Leo merch, I can put it in the background for my videos." Um, so, and and I know a lot of other companies do advertising by basically sending like care packages to yep. different influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we set up this Leo merch shop and then uh, basically I would just buy merch off of it and then make care packages and send them out to uh, all the crypto influencers. I think that would be an interesting uh, little yeah. guerrilla marketing tactic. Yeah. Got to do it. And then you'll yeah. get uh, some random sales from Leo, Leo hardcores that want to have a Leo t-shirt. Yeah, I'm definitely in. I give, <laughs> like it. I give, give t-shirts to all my all my family members too. <laughs> and it'll be, I mean, t-shirts, uh, mugs, hats, sweatshirts. You can do everything. Yep. Banners. Because it's, it's. I'd love it's, to get a banner. I, I, I mean that 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 um. I don't know how you can replace what you got right now, man. <laughs> it is pretty nice. It is. It is. It's very slick. So, in any event, maybe my maybe um maybe I should buy a a, a camera for uh, since it's Black Friday. Yeah, I was actually looking at Cyber Monday. Oh yeah, Cyber Monday. Listen, Ron. At this point, I'm gonna I'll like mail you my old one. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know there there are there is there is an what what kind of phone do you use, Ron? iPhone. iPhone. Okay. Yeah, iPhone. Oh yeah, you can use your phone now actually. Yeah, so there's there's an app called Camo, C A M O. And uh C A M O, okay. You can use your phone, plug it in, you know, by USB cord to your computer and you can use it as wow. a camera on a Zoom call. Wow. Okay. That's the, I can use that as a backup. And then you then. just need a Yeah, yeah, yeah got you. You just use a, a need a, a mount. Okay. Got you. Where's my truck? I'll probably start doing that. Yeah. And if you have it's so the C A M O. So if you have a Mac, they they have all that already. And if you have Windows, then it's in beta. But um, it works. I, now I got a question for you. Those those built-in mic um, webcams, they'll pick up background noise, correct? Yeah, the mics are terrible. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I can't get one of those. Yeah. Um, well, like you know, my camera I'll, that I'm on right now, it has a microphone, but I just use the headset. Right. 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 I'm in the market for another headset. So, um, okay. Thinking about getting a nice little setup, webcam, microphone, all that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I had one, but it doesn't work anymore. So now I'm on the <laughs> AirPods. But every time I listen back to the episodes, the audio is terrible. Is it? But I mean, my microphone audio is super like low quality. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I need my my next thing is I gotta upgrade my lighting setup because I have I have these guys. Okay. So you can see those the oh, ring lights. Yeah. yeah. But I need uh I need like the big soft banks with um that are the big ring well, light. Not 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 a, not a ring light, but it's a um so it's it's got a a reflector and then it's got a white cover so that it it, it emits a very even uh, gentle mm. kind of light and. Uh, I gotta do that because these are these like really wear on my eyes after a while just because it's it's like a point source and it's uh 
yeah more light in the eye really <laughs> yep. but uh yeah because i mean like my entire business now is, is all like web conference stuff, right so. <laughs> yeah. i was on three calls this morning It's all Zoom these days. It is. I got an options trade for that. (laughs) (laughs) They got earnings coming up. Do they? Hey, hey, Cal, how how are you? Um, how you doing? This is right. With the options? Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing well. Good man. Um, I've been scaling it up every month. Um, so I I do usually between like 15 and 20 trades at a time. Okay. Um. And I forgot what I'm doing per month. I think I'm doing close to 100 trades a month. Okay. Uh, between like opening and closing trades. That was, that was on par with what you what you what you started out with. So yeah. Yeah. I, the the key difference now is that uh, when I started before, I was using a smaller amount of money, and I got you. I was doing the those you know like five dollar, ten dollar wide yeah, spreads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and now I'm doing naked options, and it's so yeah. much better. Yeah. Good. Good stuff, man. So what's um, your what's your what's your yeah. trade setup on this one? Zoom. Um, I'm selling, uh, I definitely have a put, I actually have a put spread on zoom cause the stock is 400 bucks. So it, yeah. it would have been, I think like, uh, w- cause I've got margin on my account. So it would have been probably 2,500 bucks or something to do a, a put, okay. sell a put on it. Uh huh. Um, and I, for an earnings trade, I don't want to do uh, a naked put. So I did the okay. 350, 340 put spread. Three fifty expiring when? Um, I think you usually do two months out. I usually do around. I usually do as close to forty-five days as I can. Okay. Um, this one is December eighteen. I like the trade. I love it. Twenty-one days left. Yeah, I love it. Now, I mean, for an earnings trade, I'll do a spread. I won't do a naked. I mean, sometimes I've done a few with naked options, but. This is a home run. Prefer you'll, the be, spread. You'll, be, you'll be fine. Yeah, I think their earnings are going to crush it. So, what's your what's your um uh uh wait two percent? I mean, what's your what's your max um reward? Um, you know, like what are you risking? What do you make? Five percent, ten percent? Yeah. Well, it's uh yeah. What's the credit? So you're risking a thousand to make what? pull it up on my computer it's hard to see uh so i took in a two two dollars and 19 cent credit um and it's a five dollar or it's a ten dollar wide spread that's that's risking that's 25 percent. that's 700 yeah i'm risking like 781 dollars and my max profit's 219 bucks good stuff man good stuff yeah that's Um, that's a win all day long yeah and i'll take it off at like 50 percent profit yeah, good stuff, so, man. So I'll I'll look to make like a hundred ten bucks on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So yeah, man. the naked options are way better. Like I did, I've got a trade on on Square, uh, a strangle. So I sold a one seventy put and a two sixty call. Um, and for that one, I took in, I took in a seven hundred and twenty dollar credit for that one. One seventy, one seventy, and then two what? 260 and they expire when uh this one's january so 49 days got it yeah i like that too i like i like the uh i like the put i don't know about the call yeah i mean i'm pretty bullish on square so this one uh 
my ri- I mean, I'm I'm mostly concerned about the upside. I'm not really that, concerned. Well, that's what I, that's what I'm talking about. I, I like the I yeah. like the put. I'm, I don't I you know the call. I don't know. But for th- for them to get to two sixty, I can't see that happening either. You know, by by January. Yeah, I mean it's possible, but I I think they'll push two sixty on the next earnings. But I don't think by by January they'll hit. It. Yeah, yeah. We'll see this, this is the monthly candle here, so I mean, yeah, that's, that's, another that's, one that's, of those. Pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Good stuff. The, the odds that it stays above two sixty through my expiration is, I guess, pretty low. Hopefully. That's insane. <laughs> that monthly chart. Um, yeah, it was a one standard deviation trade, so it's a it'd be a big move um, statistically for that to happen. Yep. The yeah, odds good, are low. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah. Now, something uh, to to circle back. Average true range is ten right now, so it means any given day it's averaging about ten dollar move. Got it. Yeah, got it. So one seventy is four of those away, and two sixty is uh, four and a half. Got five. it. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. I missed out. I missed out on playing PayPal. I wanted to buy a call, <laughs> um, but it 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 uh it bounced off with daily demand at one seventy six, and when I was looking at it, I think it was like one, uh one, it was I think it was one nine one eighty six one ninety, and I said buy buy PayPal before their next earnings. They're gonna blow out the earnings. Oh of, yeah, because of crypto. But I I I'm, I'm, yeah. I missed out. I missed out on the uh, the trade. When are their when is their earnings? February. 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 Okay. Yeah, so, so I'm not we buying now. No, but I. But not, the best time would have to buy would have been, you know, one seventy, one eighty, when it dipped, yeah. and I and well, I made I mean, the I made the post afterwards. Doctor. No, it's going high, man. It's going high. And you if, you, so? if you want, <laughs> hey, we let's put, let's put a bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna sell a put before their earnings, so yeah. that'll be. Uh, yeah. So so I'll, here's I'll a play it like that. Here's a trading thesis for you, Ron. Okay. Uh, so we we are in a, a Bitcoin correction mode. Yeah. Right? So we're going to pull back down to here. Yeah. In that time, people will sour on PayPal, you know, with their with their crypto options. Yeah. Price on PayPal will drop and you'll get, maybe not all the way back. Um, Interesting. I like it. Maybe not all the way back down here, but down right. into this zone here. I like the thesis. So you might you make it another swing at like one ninety five. Yeah, I like the thesis. Um, so wait for PayPal to go below two hundred, sell a put. Yeah, I like the I like the thesis though. I do like it. Yeah, you can, yeah, pull back to uh, yeah around two hundred and then next leg higher to break to break out once once to your point. Bitcoin turns around. Yep, that's I like it. I like what, it. What happened here? What are these two candles up in the no man's land? Uh, the day their announcement was hit about Bitcoin. I don't know. Possibly. What is the November date? November 5th. I think so. Pretty sure it was around that. I remember the 5th of November. It's a uh, bearish island reversal that still didn't matter because the stock <laughs> started to go up because that's all stocks do. <laughs> <laughs> that's all stocks do. All they do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> hey, you know, you, know, you, know, you know the Russell is about to have its best month ever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting... I'm getting crushed on on IWM right now. The irony in that is beyond. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it, it is it is wild. It's a wild time. Oh my god! Small wild businesses times. are getting crushed, and the IWM is about to have its best month ever. Well, you know, where do you think that's, that's yeah. where he's coming from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
that's a, that's a I just can't believe it how yeah. high it's gone. Well, you know, so it's pretty uh, wild, man. Pretty wild. You know, not not to get too uh, get to too down on anything, um, but I've I've shared this chart. <laughs> oh, just give me a second here. Let me show you something. Fred, baby. Fred. All right. So S and P five hundred, right? Okay. So here is. Oh, let's go. Let's go bigger. Okay. So this is going back ten years. Um, this is just the, the daily chart, right? That all looks fine. Uh, we have COVID and then we have the recovery. However, if we add a line and go, uh, what is it called? Federal Reserve Assets, uh, Total Assets, Not Seasonally Adjusted. Okay, we add that and then we do one divided by the other. So this is comparing the S&P level to the amount of assets that the Federal Reserve holds, which is how they monetize, how they create money. Uh, let's close that. So wow, we've gone nowhere. So basically what this is showing is that, you know, COVID crash happened and the entire rally has just been money creation. A little bit of it. Could you explain that a little Got bit it. more? How... Yeah, 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 behind yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, it, this would be a really good clip. So, so, uh, so the Federal Reserve, what it does is it buys assets from uh, its primary dealers, uh, which is the, basically the the large banks, and uh, then in exchange, it creates new money and gives that to the banks. Okay, then the banks turn around and do whatever it is to do with it. So, uh, COVID crash happened. We, you know, the Federal Reserve bought. You know, trillions of dollars worth of worth of assets from the market. So, government creates a bond, sells it to Bank of America. Bank of America turns around, and sells it to the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve creates money, gives it to Bank of America. Okay, that's that's the basic process. So, Bank of America then turns around and puts it into their into their trading desks, and uh, or you know creates a line of credit to a hedge fund or whatever, and that money then enters markets. Uh, so. By comparing the S&P 500 to the amount of assets that are on the books at the Federal Reserve, we're seeing the ratio of those two things of how the, uh, the market is responding to that money creation process. And so we know that in dollar terms, the S&P is you know, at all-time highs and you know, it's gone past the previous all-time high from right before uh, COVID. But in, in asset-adjusted terms, which is based on the money that the Federal Reserve has created, we are still at the lows. So um, so yeah, basically the entire market rally that we've seen since March 23rd is uh, you know, just money printing. So if you were to take the, right, because- the market cap of the S&P right now at its all-time highs and uh, compare it to the, the lows that you're talking about, the, the, basically the difference in the market cap would be the amount of money that the Fed is printed, right? Um, pretty much, yeah. I mean, there's there's so slight all differences the here. Value but, is, yeah, yeah. So pretty much all the value that's been added to reach all time highs is just printed. Yeah. Where else are you gonna put the money? <laughs> so you know, back back in 08, all <laughs> I like the I like the signs. I've always I've always had. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> You know, I've, I've always loved. We that. should all get them, and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but truthfully, so like back back in 08 with the crash, and they started printing. You know, you know, back then a trillion was a lot, right? Um, 
you know, everybody in the in the hard money camps and the Austrian economics people were, were warning that, okay, when you print this much money, we're going to see very high inflation on the other side of it. But that didn't happen. What happened instead was all that money went into asset markets. So it went into stock markets, it went into real estate markets, uh, and it stayed there, which was different than what, what has happened before then. So, and we're seeing the same thing now, you know, I mean, we got however many, 20, 30 million people still unemployed, uh, you know, people still unable to pay their rent and, you know, having problems with, you know, lines at food banks are, are you know, increasing, lines at unemployment uh, places are, incre- are increasing, but the stock market's at all time highs. And this is, this is the mechanism by which they do that. So what do you see as the end game of this? Where does the, does the market correct down from this or does it just keep going higher to basically, uh, basically like close the gap on that? What I'm getting at is, is it going to close the gap on the, basically the lows? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not like in dollar terms, I'm not sure which way it, it goes. So it, it can, it can grind at a, at a slower rate and, and wait for like real productivity to catch up to it like over a decade or something. Um, or, you know, we could see a, a dollar market crash where it comes back down. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know which one it's going to be. I mean, the I don't see COVID getting any worse in terms of layoffs and everything. So um, I don't think I don't think we'll have any any huge uh, crashes like we saw back in February and March. Um, so my guess is, is, is that it just grinds out in, in slow growth uh, for a while. Is that pretty much, can we see this chart for 2008 or, or no? Uh, let's see if I can find a different S&P chart. Uh, um, or basically, do you, even off the top of your head, do you remember what it, what it looked like um, for 2008? I, di- I didn't actually look at it in 2008, so let me... Because they basically, in 2008, they basically did the same thing. They just yeah. did it with a lot smaller dollar amount. Right. So, uh, And they also did it um, post-damage, so to speak, as opposed yeah. to pre Right, instead of preemptively. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, the chart that they have is only 10 years, so we're, uh, we can't see 2008. But I could download the... Um, the data series, like the the Federal Reserve assets, and then I can go from Yahoo Finance or something and get them from there, and I could I could run that comparison. Well, that'll take a little bit. So, see what happens. Either all time highs or sit here for a while, right? Yeah. Yep. All time highs. <laughs> Why not? Then, hey, Rollin, do you do you remember the book Dow Thirty Six Thousand? Um, I don't think so. No, I just remember. I just know of um Harry Dent. Uh-huh. I remember Harry Dent's first round of books and his back doom, in the doom and gloom. New, yeah, yeah. So this book came out in 1999, and it made a lot of press back then because people were saying that's ridiculous. You know, it's no way are we going to see. Uh, Dow thirty six thousand anytime soon because blah 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 blah. Right? What was the Dow at that time? Nine thousand. Uh, let's see. I don't want index features. How do I just look at the Dow Jones? Uh, you can go. Uh, yeah. Dow Jones thirty. All right. Oh, that doesn't go back very far. Um, 
Auntie, what about you? Can ju- you can just go. Yeah, there you go. Or you can do D D I A. That works. All right. So in in 1999, it was ten thousand. Okay. So it was that was like the psychological level that it was hitting, and the book was talking about you know with trends and exponentials and blah 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 thirty six thousand, and now we are at thirty thousand. So we're we're right in there. Thirty six is right here. Do you recall if that book gave a timeline for thirty six? You know, I don't know. Uh, but, but, so I mean, we're putting on ten thousand points per decade. Yep, thousand points a year. Oh, uh, so it says ten years from now. Yeah, so that was that would have been twenty ten. Okay, got obviously two thousand eight interrupted that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so their so their timing's off. Everybody's timing is off. Uh, yeah. But you know, yeah. the, the basic uh, the basic idea seems to have held up. Yeah. Interesting. But I, I just, you know, I, I saw those headlines this past week that, you know, down 30,000. Yeah. And yeah. I just remember this book and how everybody was like laughing at these authors. I was like, oh, they had a point. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what my post said. I, I wrote an article about 30, 30K. I forgot what I said. Well, it's a good um, thing we have a blockchain. Yeah. There was, there was <laughs> a, uh, there was a gentleman, I think his name was Neil something. He said that. 30,000 in October of 2019. It got interrupted by COVID. Um, but here we are, 30K. Yep. Um, there we go. What a ride it's been, yeah. Hennessy. Um, forgot what I said. I just, I kind of recap what happened. You know, you had the, the Boeing accidents. Yep. And then you had COVID. I'm so then- tired of seeing this guy's face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know his name, but I just yeah. uh, General. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, whatever. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, and then you had uh, Trump signing the uh, stimulus package, and there we go. Yep. There we go. So yeah, I, I did not. Um, well, you know, I was short Russell, right, for a long time. So, so you know, hey, no, Mitch. I'm short Russell. It's not doing well. <laughs> um, you still managing that that put? What do you mean? Yeah. Talking about my oh, your S and P Bitcoin trade? Position? Yeah. I wish it was a put. That means I'd be u- losing USD and not Bitcoin. Oh. <laughs> Are you still in it? Oh, I'm still fighting it. I actually took uh, I took the loss on a small uh, portion of it. Um, yeah, I, I seem to recall you saying something about like there's a line. Uh, in the sand where, you know, beyond that, you're out. Yeah. Clearly, I didn't listen to that because that would have been two months of my life and uh, probably like 0.15 Bitcoin back in my... Uh... Yeah, I think I'm down uh, all told. I think I'm down... Uh, what do I have in there still? Six. I think I'm down 0.4 Bitcoin right now. Oof. Hey, why don't you go which, one, which, one? Which which didn't hurt so much when Bitcoin was seven K when this all started, but kind of sucks now. <laughs> why don't you put a hedge? Why don't you put, why don't you go put a call leap to hedge some of that? No. Uh yeah. I mean, if I'm gonna stick with it, I mean, I've been trading around it this whole time, which is how I've been able to kind of like mitigate the loss. Yeah, I got you. Um, but I mean, in a way, I feel like I am using, I am hedging it because I mean, my IRA is you know long stocks 
So, okay. you know, my IRA. I got you. I got you. I'm with you. You know what I'm I mean? With you. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. You, you make a good point though. Like I'm definitely not offsetting it hundred percent. I'm definitely coming out uh, on the losing end. Um, but part of that's because Bitcoin ripped. Um, I got you. Okay. But yeah. So what, so, um, so, so what if they, if they go, if they both go higher than, then what? If they both go higher right now, then what? I don't, you make, you don't lose, you don't lose. What? If they go both go higher. Just if Bitcoin goes higher than, than the S&P, then you win. I don't understand. Uh, it offsets sort of, but I still lose. If the S&P is going up and Bitcoin's going up, I'm still losing. So this, Even if this Bitcoin is, goes up faster? If it goes up faster, maybe I don't. I don't know. Okay. Honestly, right. tough to really completely okay. work out. I have just the general idea of how it ends okay. flows. Okay. Okay. Well, Either this way, is this is SPX versus BTC. So, uh, you know, lower is stronger Bitcoin and higher is stronger S and P. Right. Yeah, I wish it looked like that on my PNL. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I mean, in the end, it's the tale of uh, why you have a stop loss and why you get out. So right. basically, right. if it broke. The previous all-time highs, I was supposed to get out of Dodge, and uh, the cat was super stubborn because he was like, "That's horseshit. It's gonna spike through the highs, and then it's gonna come crashing down. They're <laughs> yeah. not gonna, they're not gonna fake me out." Yeah. <laughs> you think I would know better from all the years of trading? Yeah. I mean, listen. The reality is, it makes no sense that the market's going up, but it does make sense because Neil just showed why it's going up, right. and even though. I'm 100% on board with that. And I actually think the market's going to probably make new highs. I still don't close this position. So that has nothing to do with trading. That's just me being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me wanting to hold on. I have, I have another one. That's just me wanting to be this about the market. Uh, <laughs> hey, I got a question for you, Mitch. So do you see other folks in um, that real estate group getting down with uh, putting some getting down with Leo? Well, I mean, I already dragged two real estate folks in. No, I mean, um, not not the not the big wigs, but you know, like, like, uh, um, I don't know, just some folks that are, are trying to get to that that level. People are always interested in anything that they think can make them money or make gotcha. them, you know, rich. So, just in the times where Leo's come up between like me, Mike, and Galter on like our like one of our general calls. Yeah. Like like for instance, we do like the Monday night mentorship group. So like, you know, he's got people that are part of that mentorship, you know, it's a paid mentorship. And like loosely, if that'll come up, people will be like, Well, what is that? How how can I get into it? I and got I ended you. up getting I remember one night I got emails from three out of like the ten people that were on the call. Like, okay. Okay. Niche group asking me, like, you know, hey what's like the minimum I need to get involved in this Leo thing or blah, gotcha. blah, blah, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if I really pushed it, I mean, I'm sure I could drag more people in and yeah. it's not just doing it organically and letting the snowball, like, uh, I agree. I agree. Every, every real, like, you know, case in point, that real estate podcast, I just, um, recorded with the, um, what, what's his name? Uh, um, Mason Ryan from the WWE, uh-huh. like crypto came up. Yeah. And I basically dropped, the Leo finance name and talk yeah. about how I blog on that. And that's how I've earned a lot of my crypto. And I, right. I haven't really been purchasing crypto with, you know, with, with fiat, um, right. you know, in the last year, I just been earning it on Leo finance. Right. Right. Um, so it's, 
like you that's how i know real uh, i mean that's how i know cryptocurrency is you know kind of like popping again because all the real estate people are talking about it again yeah but it's just giving me a segue to just essentially leo leo finance name drop all the time so yeah, i've done I it like you. every podcast i've been on lately they literally set it up for me it just yeah. name drop leo it's like when i talk about crypto i'll you know i'll talk about bitcoin but then I'll basically be like, yeah, but I'm more active in and right. way into Leo finance and talk I about how you. I earn crypto. And, and you got to remember real estate investors are all about passive income. Got you. So got I basically you. say like, I actually earn passive income off my crypto. And then right. it's like, well, right, how? Right. And then right. Leo, I mean, you know, there's, we know it's there's a, dozens a, of ways a, to a, do that. It's but, a layup. They give you alley oop yeah. and you dunk it. Exactly. So, I mean, there's a, you know, dozens of things I can bring up, but I just bring up Leo finance. Yeah. It's, you know, a, uh, to me, one of the simplest ways to earn passive income and B, um, obviously, you know, pro growing our community. Yeah, yeah. gotcha, man. You know, the thing, the thing I really like about it, though, is that, you know, it's very easy to understand for lay people, for non-crypto nerds. Yes. That is like, oh, you know, I know social media, I know Facebook, I know Twitter, and you can right, do the right. same kind of thing and earn crypto as you go. It's a very right. you know, sensible thing. That's why I joined Steam. You know, I just connected the dots, you know, yep. so. I think in a couple months, we're going to have the microblogging. We're going to have the Twitter signups. Facebook will probably be ready, Google. So it's going to be as easy to use as all that other stuff. But then you earn crypto on top. Yeah. And then also you can do the microblogging so you don't have to be a writer. That's yeah, like the number one weird. complaint I see from people on Hive is that they yep. they like Leo Finance. They want to earn Leo, but they don't want to write finance articles. Got it. Got it. Oh, so this is going to be open. Is that what you're saying? What uh, What will be open? The microblogging? The, the, so the microblogging is just, is, 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 is just finance related or you write whatever yeah, you want? Yeah, it's going to be, well, it's going to be primarily crypto. Um, the idea okay. that I have okay. for it is that it's like a new home for crypto Twitter. Um, okay. Okay, so, got you. Yeah, but there is an announcement in uh, in like six months on uh, basically a Leo Finance version that's generic, uh, which will be for Hive, and that's going to be a separate okay. project. But it's going to be like a new project name, but owned by Leo Finance, basically. Got you. Got but we're you. we're months away from that, so. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cool, so cool. you know, like uh, like back pre pre Hive, you know, uh, what's up, and I we're running the uh, the talking point tribe which is uh for all pol political stuff and then the whole hive split happened and i decided that i wasn't going to put any more money into hive <laughs> and, and uh or steam so you know i play fair and so it's just kind of uh died since then but it, but if i could have like leo infra and and build uh like a political tribe on top of that i think that would be nice yeah yeah so it'll be the the interface we build or basically a fork of the Leo finance interface will be a, a way for people to create stuff like Leo finance, but on top of one UI. So it'll be like, it'll be that idea that Hive originally had, which is where you tokenize a community and exactly. put up ads and earn ad revenue and burn the token, but we're going to manage all of it. It's kind of the idea. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, fellas. What's our count? What are we at? Two hours? What? Yeah, a little, um, a little over. A little over two hours. Okay. Solid one. All right. Um, 
got a lot of clips from this one too. Nice. <laughs> Good stuff. All I know is uh, all it took was uh, a two-day sell-off in crypto, and Hive is practically back where it was before, like like the move. So everything else gave back like thirty percent of that move, and Hive pretty much gave back one hundred percent of its move. So um, there is something interesting about Hive and buying it at the bottom, though. If you can find the bottom, where? like ten Which cents. Which bottom? I mean, it's yeah. I mean, but like, I mean, imagine all the people who bought a ton of Hive at ten cents. Yeah. I mean, they well, easily made a forty forty percent so profit on that. Hopefully, move. they sold. Well, so you know, for me, the 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 unit of account for crypto is Bitcoin. So I don't care at all about the high USD price. I care about the high yeah. BTC price. And yeah, that is still good. at all-time lows. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Right. So you would you you you're basing high relative to um, Bitcoin. Yeah. I look at it at it in Satoshi's. I mean, but you also then have to I don't think that's enough data to you gotta look at it at you know, relative to maybe Ethereum too, BTC versus Ethereum to give you an idea of the Back to move in BT, BTC versus Hive. What? It's so a relative, relative strength. <laughs> rel, relative strength of, of Hive relative to other um, altcoins. No, no, no coin is going to outperform um, BTC. Why not? No, that's not true. About the, yeah, we. I mean, like, look at if if we had a Leo BTC chart for the last three months, we, we're way outperforming Bitcoin in terms of Satoshi's. It? Well, hold on. Uh, well, I don't have three months. I only have like 12 yeah. days. Okay, yeah, so like that's the problem with okay. the Uniswap pool is that it's, yeah. It's not tracking okay, okay, okay. the fact that we went from $0.04 cents to $0.22. Cents. Yeah. Okay, no, you're right. I mean, there's there's other coins that have uh, greatly appreciated. So, uh, Neil, I don't understand. So what are you waiting for? A, a turn to say, I don't understand? No, I'm saying- for a turn to have some confidence in, in Hive? No, yeah. I have no confidence in Hive. So, <laughs> but but it, have you been for last year? <laughs> it, it confirms for me that you know it's oh, it's okay. just in. So so if you look at the Hive BTC chart and it you know we had that first spike uh, with all the with all the power down nonsense, yeah, but since yeah, then yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's just been down. And, right. You know, in in crypto terms, it's just been down. And and okay. Uh, Damn, I should have done the bet in Satoshi is not in USD. You should have with uh, Minecraft. <laughs> that was a layup. Now he has a shot with USD. Yeah. In fact, so, what so it spiked up to sixteen cents? I think Hive. Uh, it spiked up to yeah, sixteen cents. Wow, I almost had to start sweating a little. Yeah. So it's in the lower percentile of cryptos. That, is that what you're saying in terms of performance? Is that essentially what you're saying, Neil? I, I'm saying it has consistently lost ground against Bitcoin, and. Uh, because, you know, for me, again, crypto, you know, any kind of crypto coin, my unit of account that I'm comparing to is Bitcoin because I'm yeah. not taking I'm not taking money out of crypto and putting it into fiat. So the only thing I would be selling for is Bitcoin. So where's okay. my money better spent? Is it better spent putting money into into Hive or putting money into Bitcoin? And the answer you. has been Bitcoin forever. I got you. I got you. Okay. Well, you know what I'm gonna say. Put, put the bulk of your your your, your toilet paper um, fiat into uh, BTC. Yeah, well, I do, and that's that's the majority of my holdings. Uh, I think right. it's, I think number one is Bitcoin, number two is Leo, and number three is probably Ethereum. 
And, and gotcha. the only reason number, uh, Ethereum's number three is because I need it for the liquidity pool. Gets <laughs> Leo. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right, In right. Way, gotcha. That sort of worked out because yeah. I have way more Ethereum than I would have otherwise if it wasn't for the LP. Yep. And luckily, I bought that Ethereum at lower prices. So that's that's actually worked out best out of anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the accidental ripple effect. Yeah. You two oh. don't see you two don't see uh, Ethereum as as you know. Um, having legs in terms of appreciation yeah oh i do yearly. okay yeah. but but prior to prior to the lp you didn't own any any ethereum you didn't have any interest in owning ethereum i, no, I, I had, had ethereum. a i had a little bit yeah okay I like, got you i think i had 3.5 coins before the okay year. got you okay well right. here's the thing like, but i wasn't a huge fan of, of ethereum until the whole DeFi. like when when the whole DeFi factor came in yeah and then i'm like all right now there's a new catalyst for Ethereum. Okay, you know, gotcha. Originally, it was a whole ICO thing. And I'm like, all right, great. Now what we have is no more ICOs and a bunch of huge bag-holding Ethereum, you know, ICO launches, like the people okay. that did the ICO. So, like, all I saw was, like, selling pressure for the next, like, I, I got you. four or five years. I got you. Now with DeFi, it's like, all right, well, the coin got flipped, so to speak. Um, so that's the only reason I became, I guess, theoretically bullish ethereum but i'm still not a f i mean hopefully again quote unquote ethereum 2.0 fixes everything but i'm not right. a fan of the chain i'm just like shit all this could probably function better on hive you know if uh, a high fork could actually get completed you know got well. it got <laughs> it so um, so Roland, Roland, are you are, have you staked your 32 ethereum no i'm not i'm not there yet and and, and nor nor will i nor will i stake okay i, I won't stake it so, so oh, you're not 30... staking for rewards. Yeah, I'm not staking it. No. So what's Wait, the third matter? What are you talking about staking? A I, I think it was. It was. Well, I, I was. Stake. I was. That was my original goal to stake, but I don't want to stake any longer because it. Because you, if I, you have to tie it up. Yeah. And and right now I don't know how to stake it on my own. I would need to go through a, uh, personally a like a a rocket pool I think which is a which is a project on Ethereum and I don't want to give it to a third party so. The 32 is still a good goal for me, and I would just just hold it, just like I'm holding, uh, you know, BTC. Wow, uh, I feel ignorant right now. <laughs> I didn't know it was an option with Ethereum. Well, no, it's ETH two. When ETH two comes out, you'll be able to. Well, you can already technically stake it, but um, just difficult. you won't earn anything yet. Yeah, but uh, Tuesday is the day. So. Yep, Genesis day. So I'm so yeah. I'm I'm too ignorant. You know, I'm too ignorant to understand the 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 nuances so i you know and i'm too scared so i'll just 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 hold it right i'm and i would hold it because I, I think it's going a lot higher <laughs> so so cal may, maybe maybe you know a bit more about the technicalities so uh you know the eth 2.0 is launching december 1st they have they have enough people who have staked enough ethereum to, to satisfy their conditions and right. so is the whole ethereum network switching over on that day no. no, it creates a new uh, ETH net, basically. It creates a new main net for ETH. But then um, basically the it rolls out in different phases. So this is technically phase zero, which is where um, you're going to see the new chain set up and then the consensus is going to start. And then um, slowly things get migrated over uh, from okay. proof of work to proof of... So there's going to be two ETH chains, basically. Okay. Um, Proof of work and then proof of stake. So then, if, if uh, I'm trading on Uniswap, let's say, I get to choose which way it's routed? Uh, that I don't know. Um, 
I, I would assume that it's up to, I have to do more research too, but I would assume that it's up to the app to be on, to choose a chain. Cause like, if you're, from what I understand, if, if the Uniswap pool is on the proof of work chain, you can't interact with it on the proof of stake chain. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. It would be like trying to send a transaction on steam from hive. Right. From, from what could, I understand at least. And right. you could build a bridge, but why? Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Why not wait for it to yeah. just take over the whole thing? So I guess gag, you know, from, gag, gag. From, the, from the user perspective, the real question is when fast and when cheap. <laughs> yeah. But but from yeah, a, I mean, but from a but from a speculation standpoint, uh, it's 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 the financial uh, dApp uh, you know platform of the world. So yeah. and as long as there's development, as long as uh, I hear um, Wall Street is is building stuff on Ethereum, well then you know. But I'm really bullish about. I think this protocol 1559 is going to go through at some point where they're going to burn some of the the gas fees with every transaction. So. Uh, so I'm a holder, you know, I'm, I'm a speculator rather. Uh, well, you know, gas fees should, you know, when, if and when ETH 2.0 becomes the default, you know, gas fees should go way down. Yeah, but transactions should go up. It's supposed to be a hundred, it's supposed to be a hundred X uh, or, or a hundred decrease, a factor of a hundred uh, decrease in fees. Um, so, Raul, do you think the so, volumes will, will counteract that? No, but, but, but based on appreciation, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a minimum 10 X minimum, minimum. Time I mean, frame. I think as long as we I, keep getting closer to eat two, it's going to keep going up just from speculation, you know, time frame within, uh, within five years and that's conservative. Yeah. Five years. I'd give you no problem. Conservative. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, see, I'm, I don't, I don't trade, I don't trade the cryptos. So, you know, I'm only in it as, uh, it is my treasury asset, right? <laughs> Yep. ETH going uh, 10x is good for us. Good that's for right. Leo. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Leo will go right along with it. Yep. It's like investing in Leo is almost like proxy investing in Ethereum. Correct. So you can't, you know, for all the listeners out there, you cannot go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you really can't. It, it, well, okay, I'll, I'll do you one better. It's a leveraged bet on Ethereum. I like it. So, and in, in which in which you can collect dividends while you're waiting, right? Why stake ETH when you could stake Leo and curate, or stake wrap Leo in the pool and and earn yeah. rewards? Yeah. So oh, no. the, the, well, there's a question: When uh, when Geyser rewards? <laughs> Where? <are you>? <laughs> <laughs> um, when Gerber? <laughs> we're on day. Today was day 14 of the Geyser snapshot, so we're about halfway through. All right. Um, so the first snapshot was on the 14th of November. Okay. So that puts us around December 14th for the first distribution. Okay. And then, and then when do you think payouts will actually go out after that? No, that'll be when the payouts actually go out. Oh, okay. December, around December 14th. Yeah. Hey, uh, Neil, what, what's your expected um, payout? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I was planning on doing a weekly update about it, but then I, I did one update and then I didn't do the second time, but um, maybe I can, I, I'll try to get that done this week where I was going to do the similar video I did before where I extrapolated everyone's returns. Mm -hmm. um, so, well, I do know I'm 4.5% of the pool. Yeah. You're going to have a nice, you're going to have a nice little bag. 
Yeah. I honestly totally. I mean, I think it's going to be better than curating. Definitely should be. Yeah. 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 Uh, looking forward to the payout. <laughs> I literally totally like forgot. Like I know it's a thing, but I forgot. Like I have rewards coming to me at some point, so that'll be nice. Yeah. It's like it's forcing me to essentially acquire more Leo. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So so stack um, it. Okay. No, forget it. I answered my own question. Okay, forget it. I don't know, but I think I'm gonna dip. I got yep. stuff done before the evening gets rolling. Yep. Yep. All right, fellas. Good. All right. Two and a two and a half hours. Yep. Good per, stuff. Per, for coming per the usual. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. All, All right, right, guys. Have a good weekend. All right, See fellas. You. See you guys later. Later.